Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content which may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to Wine and Crime. <laughs> podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash Minnesotan accents in whisper form. ASMR Real Housewives. I'm Kenyon. (laughs) I'm Lucy. I'm Amanda. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's really hard. We've been talking to each other in this whisper voice for like a solid 30 minutes. So now it's really can't hard. can't get out of it. Yeah, it's, it's not like, soothing to use our normal voice. It's like weird it's to opposite. use regular volume voices. It's but upsetting. we're going to try because I'm sure this is annoying for everyone else. Okay. When have I ever cared about that though? <laughs> All right. We have a very special fan pick this week, brought yeah. to you by Tina Dalton. Buckle oh. up. This is going to be a doozy. It's going to be a real fucking doozy. My mm-hmm. case is so sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Tina has selected the very interesting topic of conspiracy theorist crimes. Mm-hmm. which this is I th- a good one. I think it's important to place the blame on the theorist, the people mm-hmm. who subscribe to these beliefs because it's very easy to like distance it and be like oh conspiracy theories are so nuts but like when real life people believe them Mm -hmm. real life horrific shit can happen yeah we'll Mm -hmm. talk about that in my case too but it's also like a lot of conspiracy theories are like white supremacist and capitalist manipulation of, like, dumb and vulnerable and susceptible people. We will get to it. We sure will. We'll definitely get to it. So it's like, yes, the theorist is responsible, but also the creator of the theory and just all Mm -hmm. of the collective perpetuation of the theory. Right. It's just a huge fucking animal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She big. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not great. Mm Mm-mm. Well, Tina requested that we read some of their emails, so I'm just going to read some of it. They write, hey there, lovely ladies, super excited for this opportunity to pick an episode. I was hoping for you ladies to do conspiracy theorist crimes, crimes committed by people because of their belief in conspiracies slash crimes fueled by conspiracy theories. I was hoping to dedicate this episode to my best friend, Krista, who passed away last July, 10 days before my birthday. Oh, Oh, God. Oh. In a freak accident where she hit her head at work and didn't wake up a couple days later because no one noticed that her brain was bleeding. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. The best parts of me, the reason that I am who I am, come from her, and she taught me to question everything. Some of our favorite memories were sitting in the car talking for hours and hours about conspiracy theories. Unfortunately, her family chose not to have an obituary or a funeral-slash-ashes ceremony, and I've been having a hard time finding closure. Mm -hmm. And was hoping to have an episode of close friends chatting about conspiracies dedicated in her honor that would help me get there. I love you all so much, and I'm so thankful for you. All my love, Tina. Oh, Tina. I know. We all sorry about your friend. I'm so sorry. We also love sitting around and talking about conspiracies 
with our friends. And Mm -hmm. I hope that this is, you know, soothing and some self-care for you. Yeah. I hope we do it justice for you. Yeah. To Krista. To Krista. To Krista. All right. Well, on that note, let's try to cheer ourselves up before things get really bad. Oh, it's going to be terrible. Yeah. So, Amanda, what is our wine crime pairing for conspiracy theorist crimes? Tina also recommended our wine today. We are drinking the 2016 Conspiracy Theory Red Blend. Woo! This wine has everything I ever loved. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wrapped up in one beautiful Men with bottle. beards. Men with beards. A handyman. A bass player. All crumbled into a beautiful mash. This is 40% Petite Syrah, 25% Syrah, 14% Malbec, 11% Sangiovese, and 10% Zinfandel. Wow. wow. She complex is, blend. Oh, my God. She is robust. She is full-bodied. She is ready to take on Q. The website reads, deceptively approachable. This wine suggests complexities below the surface. Every sip reveals more questions than answers. With limited production, demands will mount for the government to release its secret reserves. (laughs) Intriguing aromas of baking spice and tanned leather belie a palette of berries and red fruit, while whispers of graphite suffuse a clean finish. Dang. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Now, in the interest of not fueling a further conspiracy theory, when I read the wine, the, the, the note said, pair this wine if you can find it. So I went to Total Wine and one other liquor store and tried to find it and they didn't have it. And what I should have done was first go to the website because you can buy it online. So I fucked up. What's in my glass is just what I had open, which, of course, is a bottle of our wine and crime mm-hmm. gals red blend. Gorgeous. But I did order this today when I went to the website to look over my to do my notes. I was like, fuck, I'm an idiot. I could have ordered this online. I should have looked there first. So, Tina, I apologize deeply, but also thank you so much because I cannot wait for mm-hmm. this wine to arrive. And if you don't have it at your local liquor store, head to Anarchist Wine Co., Dot com. They have a beautiful inventory of wines. This is also like an award winner. It won silver at the 2018 San Francisco International Wine Competition. Ooh, and fancy. So wow. fancy. And at the and <laughs> silver medal at the 2019 San Francisco Chronicle Wine Competition. So this is like gorgeous. 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 And this is also super fun. And then I'll let it go, I promise. The label is part of Anarchist Wine Co.'s award-winning label series. So this is like a thing that they do where they Mm. contract artists to do these cool wine labels. Sounds familiar. I know, right? (laughs) So the art form displayed called Generative Art (laughs) incorporates data from people and places that capture the inspiration for each wine in the series. Conspiracy theories label art incorporates the coordinates from well-known conspiracy theories such as Area 51 and Paramount Studios, among others, and employs an algorithm to reveal that data as art. Whoa. Cool. Yeah. What's the Paramount Studios one? I don't know, and I didn't cover it, but mm. logging that away. for yeah. I mean, there's always Studios. stuff about, like, Hollywood elite. Right. But 
Yeah. And the art's gorgeous. Please check it out. You'll see. I'm sure you saw it on the Wine Wednesday post, mm-hmm. but stunning. I can't wait for this bottle to arrive. So, yeah. So exciting. So exciting. Uh, well, I'm not drinking alcohol because I'm on some pain meds because I had basically my, my whole heel cut out because Thank I God. had <laughs> a wart and now it's gone. Well, when you say a wart, <laughs> I had what you a lot really of mean is a series of warts. I had a, a plantar wart. Conspiring with each other. I had a plantar wart that I've obviously talked about a lot on the show. It's basically the fourth gal at this point. Sorry, Scott. And <laughs> tur- went in today to have it removed. And turns out there was a mosaic. Oh, mm. Jesus. Happening. So basically my whole heel is gone, but I'm Ish. happy. I love I it. I want to see a picture of your your gone heel. We'll put I will b- take a picture before and after on the blog. Oh, I also, <laughs> speaking of conspiracy theories, had to wear my I refuse to believe raglan yes. tee today for this episode. I noticed episode. it. <laughs> so if you're watching on, on Patreon, you see that I had to wear my pr- appropriate costume. Mm-hmm. I refuse so to believe. Well, we know what conspiracy Amanda believes in mm-hmm. Kenyon, is there is there one that he who could like kind of i could kind of see that the moon landing was fake mm-hmm. i could kind of not see that. but i could see it okay i could also see that like aliens are real or we have some proof of extraterrestrial life that the government is keeping under wraps because it would yeah. make everybody go completely nuts yeah if they had proof they certainly wouldn't fucking yeah, tell I feel us. like right. that's not even a conspiracy at this no, point. That's it's just probably it's just happening. reality. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah, but the moon landing one, I could see us being like, we did want to beat the Soviets, right. or Whatever, real it's, bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And at the time, the technology that we had, I mean, a calculator was like the size of our computers nowadays. Yeah, like how my entire fucking, office. How did they? How? With what they had at the time. How? Women. Well, that's yes. How. <laughs> Mathematics. That's yeah, I don't want to take away from their accomplishments, but I could see the government faking the shit. I don't want to take away from anyone's accomplishments, and it's sus. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Those are kind of the only ones that mm-hmm. I have. I, I could mean, see the JFK thing being a conspiracy, the second shooter on the grassy knoll, mm, and mm-hmm. also that the CIA for sure assassinated Martin Luther King Jr. Oh, that's, oh, again, any, not a conspiracy. Right. right. Any Just of the CIA true. things are like fofty fofty mm, and fofty, not, that, fofty. not that crazy. Like, mm-hmm. for, cons- for me, it's like the conspiracy theories that I think are plausible are like ones that are relatively small and contained sure and like the government like a specific agency of the government that we know has acted shittily in the past Mm -hmm. doing one more shitty thing yeah versus like it's so widespread it's far-reaching there's a deep state everyone's in lizard people right we'll get to the deep state right because people can't i mean people cannot coordinate that well or keep their mouths shut no. no. So if your conspiracy involves like millions of people agency, worldwide, sure. Yeah. But that's it. There are mm-hmm. just like a dozen or so people who needed to keep their mouths shut. Right. right. Anything beyond Believable. that? No way. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All I'm right. Well, right Lucy, there with you. what is our background and maybe psych? For conspiracy theorist crimes, mm. definitely common and psych heavy this week. Woo! 
for apparent reasons. So a conspiracy theory is an explanation for an event or situation that invokes a conspiracy by sinister and powerful groups, often mm. political in motivation, when other explanations are more probable. Mm -hmm. It can also be defined as an attempt to explain harmful or tragic events as the result of the actions of a small, powerful group. So such explanations reject the accepted narrative surrounding those events. Indeed, the official version may be seen as further proof of the conspiracy. Like, of course, the government is blaming Al-Qaeda for 9-11. Right. Right. Because, you know, of, yeah. course, of course, their official reports are pointing to somebody else because they did it. Mm-hmm. The term has a negative connotation, implying that the appeal to a conspiracy is based on prejudice or insufficient evidence. Yeah, we'll get to it. Mm -hmm. A conspiracy theory is not the same as a conspiracy. Instead, it refers to a hypothesized conspiracy with specific characteristics, such as an opposition to the mainstream consensus among those people, such as scientists or historians, who are qualified to evaluate its accuracy. Because, yeah. reminder, your opinion is not as valid as an expert's, and research does not happen on YouTube and Facebook. No. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, just because you have tootled around right. on some corners of the internet and found people saying what you want to hear. Mm -hmm. That's not research. Doesn't it's mean confirmation that it's bias. Peer review. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. Ugh. I can't. A big component in conspiracy theories is the idea of circular reasoning, which is a logical fallacy in which the reasoner begins with what they are trying to end with. Yep. The components of a circular argument are often logically valid because if the premises are true, the conclusion must be true. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if you were to say the Bible is true, so you should never doubt the word of God. This argument mm -hmm. rests on your prior acceptance of the Bible being true. Got it. An another component is biased assimilation, whereby information that supports one's position is uncritically accepted whereas contrary information is scrutinized and discredited. People Which in general... how everyone consumes news right. in America yep. today. Yep, everyone. everyone. Mm -hmm. Including me. Mm -hmm. People in general also tend to credit human motivations over random chance or circumstances in big traumatic events and occurrences. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. Australian philosopher Steve Clark suggests that the ultimate reason people make this fundamental attribution error is because we have evolved to do so. Mm -hmm. Humans evolved in tightly knit groups where understanding the motives of others was critical for the detection of malevolent intentions. Mm -hmm. So if you're, if the guy in the cave over you suspected was going to kill you, rape your partner and steal all your food, mm -hmm. the cost of making an error in identifying others' insidious motives was small relative to the cost of not identifying such motives at all. Sure. Mm -hmm. So okay. it was it was less risky to go to your neighbor and be like, okay, that guy let's, is let's squash our scheming. beef, dude. Yeah. You know, like let's let mm -hmm. let me protect myself mm -hmm. versus also, that him actually coming over and killing your family. Right. Also, we like to identify patterns. Mm -hmm. We'll get to that, too. Okay. Yeah. Conspiracy theories increase in prevalence in periods of widespread anxiety, uncertainty, or hardship. Oh, weird. So, like, you know, COVID. <laughs> yeah. We'll get, we'll get to it. A tumultuous election. Mm -hmm. We'll get to it. 
as during wars and economic depressions and in the aftermath of natural disasters like tsunamis, earthquakes, and pandemics. Mm-hmm. Great. <clears throat> Wildfires. The, yeah. This climate fact, change, rising oceans. Mm-hmm. Not conspiracies, mm-hmm. turns out. Climate change is not a conspiracy. No. The fact, this fact is evidenced by the profusion of conspiracy theories that emerged in the wake of the September 11th attacks in 2001 and by the more than 2,000 volumes on U.S. President John F. Kennedy's assassination. This suggests that conspiratorial thinking is driven by a strong human desire to make sense of social forces that are self-relevant, important, and threatening. The content of conspiracy theories is emotionally laden, like we talked about the pedophiles in Hollywood, mm-hmm. this whole save the children thing. Oh, of course, we'll on the pizza. surface, there's something we, about pizza. The pizza Oh, gate. we'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> but by just doing hashtag save the children, of course we all want to save the children. Right. But mm-hmm. it's, it's they, they, they get you by your emotions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and they also then, like, with the hashtag thing, specifically, they bog down what's actually a useful fucking hashtag for organizations that are working to fight, Mm -hmm. like, child trafficking and child sexual abuse Mm -hmm. and overwhelm those (laughs) spaces with conspiracy theorist bullshit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thus actually harming the very thing you're trying to save. Uh Mm Uh-huh. It's yeah. great. Hillary That's Clinton great. does not have a sex Save dungeon. Save the children, but just don't get vaccinated so the children can die. It's mm-hmm. great. Makes perfect yep. sense. It's <laughs> super great. The content of these conspiracy theories can be super gratifying when you allegedly discover it. Yeah. So when you when you look on YouTube and you're like, oh, my God, A to B to C, this makes total sense. And you you get a high off of feeling like you're the smartest one in the room. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. you know, things that other people don't. Mm-hmm. I had this like weird little phase when the Enron scandal first broke. First you of all, we're all about the Enron. Thing. The Enron mm-hmm. scandal broke. There was nothing more. To find out, it was already out. We knew was, everything. <laughs> but I was little. I was, I don't know, sixth grade, whenever that happened, whatever. And I remember, like, searching on, like, the proto-internet and being like, okay, there's... Inserting I- my AOL disc. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It was like <laughs> reading... the case. It was like reading articles and, like, recognizing someone's name and then, like, finding something else and, like, recognizing the name again and being like... <gasps> It all circles back. And I was like a child. So it was just like a fun game. But that is what full on fucking adults do. And it's really bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. think of that plus being an adult plus like Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that on fucking speed. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So the evidentiary standards for corroborating conspiracy theories are typically weak and they are usually resistant to falsification. Hmm. So when someone says, yeah, that's what they want you to think. Yep. It's like, yeah. okay. I believe what is that it going you to believe take? you've been in the Space Needle. Mm-hmm. What is it going to take to, to, for, to convince you right. that you're wrong, Amanda? People don't want to, <laughs> they don't want to be convinced. No. I, no. I yeah. can't be convinced. Holograms are very advanced. <laughs> and sensory override you can make you can manipulate any human being into thinking they are feeling touching experiencing something the space, like needle. The space needle like the space needle <laughs> 
the survivability Wake of cons- up, sheeple. Okay. The survivability of conspiracy theories may be aided by psychological biases and distrust of official sources. It's mm-hmm. just, it's a fucking cycle. Mm-hmm. So here is an example from my boyfriend, Encyclopedia Britannica. Uh, how's that going, by the way? <laughs> solid, baby. We're fucking Good. solid. I'm so glad. <laughs> Researchers have investigated belief in AIDS conspiracies, the Mm. belief that AIDS was created by the U.S. government to kill homosexuals and African-Americans and attitudes toward condom use. This research has has shown that the more strongly African-American males believe in this conspiracy, the less favorable their attitudes toward condom use are, and in turn, the less likely they are to use condoms. That is so bizarre because that is just like the lot. First of all, it makes no fucking sense to me. Like if it's so similar to the anti-maskers. Yeah. Being like China created COVID in a lab. Okay. But it's a hoax and I don't need to wear a mask. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, but, but if China created it in a lab, then you're saying it exists. Right. And it's deadly. But then. All of a sudden, it's a it's it's the opposite of that, and you yeah. don't it, need to protect yourself. Well, against like it. Lucy said, anything to fit the narrative that you've already landed on, and in a lot of folks, mm-hmm. clearly, look at the far right. That narrative is just subject to change on a whim to you be can, whatever. You can do a lot of mental gymnastics mm-hmm. to confirm your own bias. And back to the AIDS thing, like I am not saying it's preposterous. I mean, I, it's not true, but you know. Th- there are reasons to, for the African American community, black community, and people Absolutely. of color to we'll get marginalized to it. communities right. to believe that we we'd be will out to get fuck to them it up. in yeah. about yeah. eight seconds. Mm-hmm. So there is also evidence that these beliefs lead to a distrust of research institutions and are a significant barrier to getting black Americans to participate in AIDS clinical trials. Such such distrust did not develop in a vacuum. Starting in 1932 and continuing for 40 fucking years, Mm -hmm. the U.S. Public Health Service working with the Tuskegee Institute studied the effect of syphilis on 399 African-American men. I did not know it went on for that many years. Mm -hmm. Yep. Almost 400 people. The researchers conducting the Tuskegee syphilis study withheld treatment and allowed more than 100 black men to die, despite the discovery of penicillin as a standard cure in 1947. Yeah, just to to observe what happens. Didn't they give some men syphilis? I'm sure. Uh, I probably... Probably, but they, I don't think it was like even just people who already had syphilis. I feel like they also gave some people syphilis and I then mean, let them suffer and die. Mm-hmm. Yep. So clearly it's worth noting that governments do at least occasionally conspire against their own citizens. So when it comes to certain communities being distrustful of the vaccine, for example, mm-hmm. there's precedence. There is yeah. their, their, their concerns are absolutely valid, especially in the U.S., especially with this only happening 80, yeah, this 80 wasn't a long time ago between 40 and 80 years ago mm-hmm. yes i don't want to contribute to any of that hesitancy here i think i think it's possible to to understand and and hold both truths to be mm-hmm. like the government has definitely all governments around the mm-hmm. world but especially the us government like has completely fucked up and 
fucked over certain groups of people time and time again. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that happens within healthcare. I mean, look at like maternal uh, mortality rates. Yeah, it happens all the fucking yeah. time in healthcare. Still today, yeah, exactly. Like it, it's definitely an ongoing issue. But when it comes to this vaccine, like enough people have gotten it right now of all races. Like they're not just trying to get people of a certain race to get the vaccine. Like mm-hmm. enough people, millions of Americans mm-hmm. of all races and genders and ages, well, twelve and up have gotten the vaccine and are fine and it Mm -hmm. will help you. So please get vaccinated. Yeah. It's those stories of people on their deathbeds asking for the vaccine. Right. And it's too late. It's just so fucking tragic. Mm -hmm. That doesn't need to be your story. Right. It does not. But all I'm saying here is in, especially in the wider context of conspiracies. Mm -hmm. Right. Sometimes. Yeah, it is. Well, that's what makes them so powerful is because sometimes, yeah, institutions Mm -hmm. do fuck people over Mm -hmm. and you do have to be aware of that shit. But like you also have to be grounded in some fucking reality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there is an American historian named Richard Hofstetter who has studied conspiracy theories and how they evolve. He says that competing groups who would represent the interests of individuals, but they do so within a political system that everyone agreed would frame the bounds of conflict. So basically, he's describing like American democracy. We have our two party system. Mm -hmm. We have our representatives. And in theory, they represent our individual like needs and desires as a society. Mm -hmm. But. Hofstetter says those who felt unable to channel their political interests into representative groups would become alienated from this system. Mm. These individuals would not accept the statements of opposition parties as representing a fair disagreement. Rather, differences in views would be regarded with such deep suspicion. Such alienated people would develop a paranoid fear of conspiracy, thus making them vulnerable to charismatic rather than practical and rational leadership. Mm. And this would ultimately undermine democracy and lead to totalitarian rule. Does this Mm. sound familiar? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's real scary how on the nose that shit is. I think it's just a lot of people that, like you said at the top, like want to be smart and be Mm -hmm. seen as smart and and you know, clever and we're not just accept that we're not. Oh, and are just <laughs> like too lazy to go about that in an actual route that right. requires like work and dedication and like study, study. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, setbacks, Very, yeah, you know, and actually being like critical assessed by mm-hmm. experts and then like having to meet a standard, like, fucking studying an actual issue Mm -hmm. and developing actual expertise. And they just want to like find a shortcut. One Mm -hmm. shortcut too. Yeah. It's like if I can be right about one thing that no one else believes, but I'm going to prove, I'm going to prove it to be right. Yeah. I'm I'm going to be on the right side. Exactly. You're all stupid and I'm the smart one. And yeah, I don't need your approval because I can dip around on the internet. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So Hofstetter says that this is not an individual pathology, but rather that it originates in social conflicts that raise fears and anxieties leading to status struggles between groups. It arises from a collective sense of threat to one's culture and way of life. Mm. All of this is so fucking evident, especially in 2021. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. 
this the culture wars and mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. and covid and the after effects of Trump's administration. It's yeah. just like it's so fucking spot on. Mm hmm. So there's also a lot of evidence to suggest that conspiracist ideation is a pathology or at least a symptom of one. Um, it is correlated with uh, this is coming from an article on the Internet. I'm not this isn't me editorializing. It is correlated with lower analytical thinking, low intelligence, psychological projection, paranoia and Machiavellianism. So mm-hmm. as we remember from AP Euro, Machiavelli was the Renaissance guy who said it's better to be feared than loved or at right. least safer to be feared than loved. But the the concept of Machiavellianism was taken from really abridged notes of his actual writing. So mm-hmm. we don't need to necessarily correlate super directly mm-hmm. Machiavellianism with Machiavelli's work. Mm-hmm. So Machiavellianism is a personality trait centered on manipulativeness, callousness, and indifference to morality. And it's one of the so-called dark triad traits. So there's like a, a, a triangle called the dark triad. And on one side, it's Machiavellianism. And then the other side is narcissism and psychopathy. So hmm. if somebody displays all three of these, they can be a very dangerous individual hmm. or not, you know, just one or the other. But it's just like a it's a it's a dark triad. Right. Right. Hmm. So psychologists attribute finding a conspiracy where there is none to a mental phenomenon, as Kenyon brought up earlier, called illusory pattern perception, a.k.a. apophenia which is the tendency to perceive meaningful connections between unrelated things. Mm-hmm. So you can see a lot of examples of that in like gambling, for example. Mm. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Historically, conspiracy theories have been closely linked to prejudice, propaganda, witch hunts, wars, and genocides. They are often strongly believed by the perpetrators of terrorist attacks and were used as justification by Timothy McVeigh, and Anders Bre- uh, Breivich, who is the guy Brevik. in Brevik who killed like 77 people in Norway, mm-hmm. as well as by governments such as Nazi Germany, the Soviet Union and Turkey. AIDS denialism by the government of South Africa, motivated by conspiracy theories, caused an estimated 330,000 deaths from AIDS. Wow. Mm-hmm. Conspiracy theories are a significant obstacle to improve in public health, as we are seeing every day. Encouraging opposition to vaccination and water fluoridation, among others, and have been linked to outbreaks of vaccine-preventable diseases. Hi. Mm-hmm. Other, other effects of conspiracy theories include reduced trust in scientific evidence, mm-hmm. radicalization, and the ideological reinforcement of extremist groups and having negative consequences for the economy. Mm-hmm. So the yeah. last and a bunch of your people are total fucking violent loons. Mm-hmm. It's not great for the economy. Not it's sure great. not. Super not great. So the last thing I want to talk about is specifically about COVID. So this study was just a it was lucky timing for the researchers. So this is a study published July 27th of this year in the journal Nature Behavior. And this study has confirmed that the COVID pandemic has increased paranoia and belief in conspiracy theories, particularly in areas with low adherence to mask mandates. Mm -hmm. So, quote, our psychology is massively impacted by the state of the world around us, says study author Phil Corlett. 
an associate professor of psychology at Yale University. When the pandemic began, Corlett and his colleagues were already studying the role uncertainty plays in the development of paranoia. So delusions of being persecuted or feeling extremely fearful. Mm. The researchers were using a simple card game in which the rules could suddenly change, triggering a rise in paranoia and erratic behavior among the participants. Oh, my God. That is. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Sorry. Corlett says, we we continued to gather data through lockdown and into reopening. It was one of those rare serendipitous incidences where we were able to study what happens when the world changes rapidly and unpredictably as they were studying it. Mm -hmm. Wow. I just love that. Using online surveys and the same card games, the researchers detected increased levels of paranoia and erratic behavior among the general population in the United States during the pandemic. Rates were higher in states where masks were mandated than in lows than, than in those with looser restrictions, but they were highest in areas where adherence to those rules were the lowest and mm. where some people felt most strongly that those rules should be followed. Huh. Oh, like, say, a very blue dot city in a very red state? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like uh-huh. Louisville? Yeah. With a Democratic governor who imposes a mask mandate, which is a good thing, but then most people outside of the actual city don't fucking follow it. Yep. So that's triggering your paranoia as a liberal wants to follow the rules because science. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So essentially people got paranoid when there was a rule and people were not following it, Corlett said. The study also found that people with higher levels of paranoia were more likely to endorse conspiracies about mask wearing and vaccines, as well as the QAnon conspiracy theory that the government is protecting politicians and Hollywood entertainers who are operating pedophile rings nationwide, etc. So it's not these studies aren't breaking down to like left and right leaning. I think our main takeaway is. You know, the higher the the farther we swing one direction, it's swinging equally as far in the other direction. Mm-hmm. Everybody is susceptible to paranoia and therefore to believing conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. And this time of uncertain, these unprecedented times, oh yeah, are just increasing that swinging one way or another on both quote unquote both binary sides. Mm-hmm. So. I think uh, this might be a good opportunity to plug Talkspace. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, seriously. here's a freebie like, for Talkspace. <laughs> I just, yeah. It, 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 like I said, everyone's susceptible. It's fucking widespread. And all this shit that's going on in the world is directly contributing to the proliferation of these whack-ass conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they have very real-world, often violent outcomes. So we should all consume our information yeah. with a hefty dose of critical thinking. Absolutely. Yeah. You cannot you cannot only get information that you 100% already agree with. Like, the information mm-hmm. that you're consuming should make you at least a little bit uncomfortable some of the time. Mm-hmm. So, yep. like, if you are only getting your news from one channel or from, you know, one channel and then, like, three other websites that right. are completely in the same vein as that one channel, that's not a well... It's like it's like food, right? Like, you mm-hmm. need a well-rounded diet. Mm-hmm. You need a well-rounded news diet mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so I... You know, I'm not the best at this, but I like to get my news from 
various political podcasts, NPR, which is pretty middle of the road, like various news websites. If I see something on Twitter that I think is interesting, I will like follow it. I don't watch a lot of like TV news because Mm -hmm. it's pretty crap. Mm-hmm. Well, like pundits. It's just entertainment. Yeah. 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 Like I did watch when like the Capitol was under attack. I watched a lot of CNN. But like most of the time, that's not where I'm consuming my news. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just also just, check your sources. My God. If it's yeah. coming from a fucking blog. Right. Mm-hmm. One can, person on YouTube. Anyone right. can say anything that's on a blog. And anyone can call themselves a journalist. Like maybe... Mm-hmm. Maybe trust some sources that have, like, been around for a hundred years mm-hmm. and have, like, editorial boards. And guess what? That doesn't include us. Does not. <laughs> no, does take not include us. Don't take what we're saying. We're not journalists. We're not journalists. We're yeah. entertainers. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Big okay. hearty up. All right. Nailed it. Well done. So, yeah, there was uh, there was a lot more I could have gotten into. It's very fucking fascinating from like mm-hmm. a psychological perspective, but alas, I bet we, we could do pretty hefty cases to go- get through. Mm-hmm. We could do a 2.0 of this episode for sure and cover Easily. more cuz there's actually like shocked that we haven't repeated topics yet. Mhm. And this would be a really good one to repeat because mm-hmm. like you said, there's so many rabbit holes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can go down. All right. All right. Well, let's hear a quick word from our sponsors. Yes, lots. Did you know that your allergy medications could actually be filled with allergens? (laughs) That's great. Yeah, it's great. It's great. (laughs) Well, Genexa is finally bringing some common sense back into the medicine aisle. It's about time. So Genexa was founded by two dads on a mission to make clean medicines. Genexa Medicine has the same effective active ingredients you need without all those unnecessary artificial dyes, preservatives, and fillers. Because there's a lot of those out there. Yeah. It's nonsense. So whether you need to manage pain, allergies, or just the common cold, Genexa treats the same symptoms as the leading brands. They have everyday essential medicines for adults, kids, and infants that cover a huge variety of health issues so your whole family is covered. Remember, this was started by dads. Yeah. So they have your best interests in mind. Genexa has a huge network of healthcare professionals across the United States helping patients and their families join the clean medicine revolution. It is real medicine made clean, and I, for one, am just grateful for new, like, antacids because I take a lot of antacids. Yes. And I just feel really good about what I'm putting in my body. Love that. So start cleaning out your medicine cabinet today. Go to genexa.com forward slash gals, G-A-L-S, for 20% off your first purchase. Again, go to genexa.com, that's G-E-N-E-X-A.com forward slash gals for 20% off your first purchase. That's genexa.com forward slash gals. Treat your medicine cabinet. Treat it. The world is racing to get back to normal and start meeting up in person again. I know that I've missed it to a degree, Mm -hmm. but also after the year we've all had, getting back to feeling normal takes a lot of time. And I, yes, I miss hanging out with my friends, both of my friends, but also (laughs) like I really indulged in my solitude and 
So now getting back out in the real world doing quote unquote normal activities kind of gives me a little bit of anxiety. Mm -hmm. So if you're like me and feeling overwhelmed by it all, you are not alone. It is important to find the support that you need to face those feelings and move forward. Yeah, my Talkspace therapist has helped me realize that like usually the things that we're most afraid of are also the things that we really want or are Mm -hmm. like afraid of not getting and vice versa. So like it's kind of two sides of the same coin, that anxiety piece and just Mm -hmm. like having someone, a professional that I can talk to while not getting dressed and just like texting (laughs) has really helped my mental health. So whether you're a parent, student, a millennial, an elder millennial like us, um, a little Gen Z baby muffin who is like way ahead of the game and realizing that mental health is important. And you got the world on your shoulders. You do. Um, Or just somebody, you know, having a hard time. Talkspace can provide the support to help you feel better with a single message. Talkspace offers individual and couples therapy. Love it. In addition to medication prescription services. So it really really is a one-stop shop. You can set goals with, with your therapist and they can help make sure that you're really progressing. And Talkspace therapists help you develop tools to cope in difficult times. And again, it works around your schedule at your convenience. You send and receive unlimited messages with your dedicated therapist in the app. It's not like you're going to have some random person that you have to re-explain your life to over and over again. You have a dedicated therapist. It's your therapist. They get to know you. And they truly come to you like in your comfort zone. It's on your phone. Yeah. My God. It's it couldn't your be phone. easier. And if you don't, if you're not into the texting, you can also schedule live video sessions with your licensed therapist from anywhere. So just just go for it. Talk just space go for is it. worth it. Absolutely. Start feeling better with a single message. Match with a licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with promo code GALS. That's $100 off when you use promo code GALS at Talkspace.com. Trace your brain. Trade it. Are we ready for my case, which is super dark and awful? Great. Yeah. Okay. So you guys both definitely know about this. The Tree of Life Synagogue, or La Simcha... Congregation Mm -hmm. is a conservative Jewish synagogue located in the Squirrel Hill neighborhood of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The original congregation dates to 1864 when it was founded in downtown Pittsburgh by a group of Jewish immigrants. Today, the synagogue describes itself as traditional, progressive, and egalitarian. Mm. And you may think that it's tough to be both traditional and progressive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But the temple is large, and it's also like this beautiful building. I don't know if you've seen pictures of the yeah, building. It's really, it really pretty. pretty. Mm-hmm. And today, it is actually home to three distinct congregations that share the space. Mm-hmm. And they hold services on separate floors of this large building. So within Judaism, as you know, within other religions, there are all different like levels of observance sure. and belief and mm-hmm. values and priorities. So, um, yeah, that makes sense. So tragedy struck this longstanding institution around 
9.45 a.m. on the morning of October 27th, 2018, just as services were getting underway, a, quote, bearded, heavy-set white male entered the building armed with an AR-15 semi-automatic rifle and three semi-automatic pistols. Mm-hmm. This was so, the shooting that he, like, live-streamed, right? I thought so. I didn't read anything about that. Oh, no, that was the one in New Zealand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? I, was that I a, sound like a fucking idiot. I no, mean... No, what? it's sad that there are so many that could fit yeah, that description. Yeah, there are so many mass really shootings. Yeah. I think it was the Christchurch in New Zealand that was live Yeah. Streamed. As far as I know, this was not live streamed. Okay. So the first victims of this man were two brothers named Cecil and David Rosenthal, who were near the main entrance greeting people as they filtered in for services. And they were waiting for a 10 a.m. Torah study session to begin. So they were like the greeters at the front door welcoming people. And like, you know, it's it's a temple. So there are a lot of like older folks who might need Mm -hmm. like assistance walking and whatever. And like they were there doing that. And so they were the first to be murdered. It's just so horrible. The shooter then headed downstairs where another congregation was already holding its morning services. Because of the separate groups within the same building, there was some delay before everyone realized what was happening because it wasn't like everybody was in one big room. Right. So when Rabbi Jeffrey Myers, who was holding services upstairs, heard the first shots, which were downstairs in the entryway, he thought that a coat rack had fallen over. Oh, okay. Because he heard like, you know, yeah, a clamor. A clamor. Yeah. Along came a clamor. Uh-huh. I feel like if you're not used to the sound of gunfire, your brain is just going to attribute it to right. something else something that you're, you're familiar, familiar with. with. Yeah. Right. Totally. Right. Later, when he realized that there was an active shooter in the building, after calling 911, Rabbi Myers recalls, quote, I thought I was going to die. I was thinking I should hang up from 911 and make a video for my wife. Oh, oh my God. Ooh. At nine or by 9.54 a.m., so like, Within the first 10 minutes, uh, police were receiving multiple phone calls from people inside the building reporting an active shooter. The gunman continued his attack for another 10 minutes, so about 20 minutes total, using all four of his weapons. Witnesses would later report that at one point during the horrific rampage, he shouted, All Jews must die. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Police and SWAT teams arrived quickly, entering the building and beginning an armed standoff with the shooter, who then barricaded himself inside a room. I think he was alone in that room. I think he had already, like, done all of the killing. He remained in that room until 11.08 a.m., but after being shot multiple times by authorities, he surrendered alive. Did they take him to Burger King? Yeah, no, but he was alive. He was shot, but he was alive. Mm Mm-hmm. As he was taken into police custody, he told a SWAT officer that he wanted all Jews to die because they were, quote, committing genocide against his people, meaning like white his people. His people. Oh, my God. Or like so-called like, you know, so-called Ugh. Christians, mm-hmm. white people. I'm killing a bunch of people mm-hmm. because. Because the- they're gonna, maybe. <laughs> There's someone told me they might do it. Yeah. <laughs> Have Makes sense. the Jews not been through enough right. that you want to take it upon yourself right. to like, what the fuck is he even talking? I can't even yeah. imagine what the fuck he's even talking about. I know. I know. Ugh. 
Altogether, 11 people were murdered and six others injured, making this horrific and senseless attack the deadliest against the Jewish community on U.S. soil to date. Oh. The shooter was identified as 46-year-old Robert Gregory Bowers of Baldwin, Pennsylvania, which is a suburb of Pittsburgh. In the weeks following the rampage, details began emerging about Bowers' life and the history, his history of conspiratorial and anti-Semitic thinking. But he actually didn't start with the anti-Semitism. He, like, mm-hmm. built up to it hmm. and or, like, was led to it. It's good to have goals. Through the internet. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Ugh. So... Not to excuse, but just to give context, Bowers' parents divorced when he was very young, and when he was seven years old, his father died by suicide while awaiting trial on a rape charge. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So n- not the best start in life. Hey, you um, can have a fucked up family situation and, and a lot of trauma and not, sh- not shoot up, up a cynic. Oh, of course. Of yeah. course. Yeah. His, yeah. His mother briefly remarried when Bowers was a toddler, but left her second husband after only a year because this man would later be arrested. Well, not because of this. She left him after a year, and then this man would later be arrested for molesting two young girls. Oh, my God. Oh, she should make her choice. <laughs> she she uh, did not have great taste in men. No. I think uh. it's safe to say that much. After this second disastrous marriage, Robert's mother began suffering from health problems. And so from then on, he was primarily raised by his grandparents, which like honestly sounds better than Mm -hmm. what was going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bowers dropped out of high school before graduation and began working as a delivery truck driver for a bakery. And he had this job for a long time. He would spend most of the 1990s working at this job. And by many accounts, this is the last time that Bowers would spend any semblance of a normal social life Mm. before eventually being entirely consumed by paranoid antisocial conspiracy theories. Yikes. So like in the 90s, he was relatively normal. Right. Driving his truck, had some friends. Contributing to society. Was holding down a steady job, Mm -hmm. you know. Seemingly stable. Yeah. His colleagues at the bakery described him as, quote, a guy who liked beer, hooters. Oh, my God. Action films and guns. All right. With a bit of an anti-government streak. Oh, my God. Did he like to rail against technology and manifestos from his cabin in the woods? Mm, Almost. So still, a man named Robert Walters, who was best friends with Bowers during this time, has said of that period, quote, he wasn't like that back then with the hate. He was a happy dude. So, like, he was a little bit of, like, keep the government off my guns. Right. You know, I don't want to pay taxes. Right. But not... Not, not alarming not anybody. Not kill all Jews. Not, right. Not, um, ne- not a Nazi. Yeah. Right. So even back then, however, he did seek out and strongly believe in conspiracy theories. They just mostly centered around government corruption rather than hatred for a particular group of people. And people in his life seemed to view it as a quirk of his, but not a huge cause for concern. Take that shit seriously. The owner of the bakery remembers that Bowers had made an effort to convince him not to deduct federal income income taxes from his pay because of how much he hated the government. And it's like, Okay, they're going to come get it. Yeah, like, okay, if I you don't know, well, deduct wait, if you, this, then oh, you're going to have to pay it. 
Like, I mean, you yeah. could move to a state that doesn't have state income tax, but your federal income tax is still going to be owed. Right. So, like, your employer deducting it is just saving you time and mm-hmm. hassle. It's kind of oh. ironic that, like, he's a driver who uses roads and right. stoplights and presumably has insurance on the vehicle. And, like, these people who... T- who say they don't want to pay any taxes. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. have Their fun camping. Their children go to public schools. And, yeah. 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 I mean, have fun camping, but yeah, I mean, you can catch your rainwater and shit in a ditch. Yeah. Yeah. But like, if there was an emergency, you'd still be taken to the ER. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if there, if your fucking forest lit on fire, firefighters would come and put it out. Mm-hmm. You're not being bombed by another country. Well, and if you want that forest to be yours, you got to pay some taxes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On that land. Mm-hmm. The tax thing, it just, to me, the ta- the anti-tax thing is just like a, a temper Nobody tantrum. Nobody likes paying taxes. Yeah. It's temper it's tantrum. Tax. You got to think about it. Think yeah. of why, why taxes exist. You could... You could talk about, like, I have an issue with billionaires not paying any taxes. Yeah. Absolutely. You could have, have an, an issue, issue with, with high where, taxes. Like, well, if you actually are informed about what is high and exactly. what is where what that, you how just that money's don't being like. I'm saying, you, yeah. I'm saying you could have valid beef with high taxes. Sure. Lord yeah. knows throughout history, there's been plenty of beef or with high taxes. Or where your tax money is going, you know? Exactly. I don't like that there are fucking increases in the military spending every fucking goddamn year. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But to say, I don't want to pay any taxes. It's like, yeah. who the fuck well, do you and think you like are? You're too so- fucking bad. And also, I get it's so frustrating when it's like, yeah, but if we were, if everybody, like you said, if we were taxing the rich and we were properly all paying taxes, you'd actually save a fuck ton of money in other mm-hmm. areas of of your life where everything is so privatized and in this competitive yeah. capitalist Think market. Think about how much people don't want to pay more in taxes, but then imagine if you didn't have to pay any any of the shit that you for pay for in your health care. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, why everybody, that's why everybody being like, socializing health care is so stupid. It's like, actually, it's really not. It's probably going to save, save you money. money. It's going to save you money. Yeah. Because it, it would require us to actually tax the It'll save you wealthy. money, and it'll save you a shit ton of time and convenience. Mm-hmm. Think about every fucking second you have spent on hold trying to get an answer about a fucking healthcare today. bill. Yeah, Amanda did it today. Kenyon today. did it today, too, kind yeah. of. Having uh. to get, like, a referral, having to have, like, a consultation before you have a procedure. It's mm-hmm. like, dude, I know it's a planner wart. Take it out. I don't need to come here three times. Right. <laughs> I've <right>. Googled it. <laughs> YouTube told me. I've done the research. <laughs> I've done the research. I'm basically a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. Continue. We're fine. We're, We're fine. fine. This Pay episode's going to be great. Fine. Pay your goddamn taxes. Okay. So much fun. Tax Jeffrey fucking Bezos, please. Yes. So <laughs> maybe we should have like a private space mission tax. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Okay. No idea how that uh, went over with the income taxes from the bakery. I think sure, they just told great. him too bad. Yeah. Well, for, uh, your d- description was that he made an effort. He attempted. Yeah. So I'm right. assuming it didn't pan out. Right. 
He asked the government. The government <laughs> said, no, honey. No, you're not a millionaire, no, uh-uh. so you do have to pay. You got to pay. And then they took it out of his paycheck. Yeah. Have if you he, been to space for eight minutes? No? Okay, no, then you, you have pay to tax. pay tax. If okay. you were rich and powerful enough, you could get out of this, but you're mm-hmm. not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A neighbor from these years recalls that Bowers would keep a shotgun by his front door, which he said was there, quote, in case the United Nations blue hats came to get him. You know what? Makes sense. Hold on. (laughs) He lives in Philadelphia? Pittsburgh. Outside of Pittsburgh. What the fuck? Okay. All right. Okay. They're coming. There's no arguing with this person. Right. There's no such thing as a small town when it comes to the UN big blue hats. (laughs) Almost like big hats. The UN's not, the blue hats aren't going to Pittsburgh. Also, I just want to explain. Can we write a movie called The Blue Hats Go to Pittsburgh? (laughs) Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. (laughs) I just want to explain a little bit how the UN fucking works. (laughs) We don't need you to, but go ahead. I'm gonna. I know. She needs to beef up her notes. So her five pages of notes. I know it's a long one. It's fine. I warned you. So <laughs> the way the UN peacekeeping apparatus works is that UN member nations send money and they also some member nations choose to send soldiers to blue be hats. part of blue helmets to be part of peacekeeping missions. The countries that send soldiers tend to rotate, change over time. Usually those countries are compensated for sending personnel. Would those mm. be called mercenaries then? They're basically mercenaries. Okay. But in order to send a peacekeeping mission, the UN Security Council needs to vote for a resolution to create a peacekeeping mission to send soldiers to a place. And mm-hmm. then when they send them, their mandate is to keep the fucking peace. Mm-hmm. Not to start a war or kidnap bakery truck drivers. Or take mm. your guns. <laughs> <laughs> Can and, they kidnap some bakery truck drivers, though? I wish. Just in case. <laughs> and the countries that are on the UN Security Council, there are five permanent members, and one of them is the fucking US. So all the US has to do is veto, mm-hmm. and then that uh-huh. peacekeeping mission doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And the US is the number one financial contributor to the UN in terms of, like, money every year. So, like, what is he fucking afraid of? I don't understand mm-hmm. it. It's Well, like, if he's... A lot of conspiracy theorists are very anti-government. Like, he doesn't care. He might not care that he's an American. It just... You know? I'm not explaining it away. I'm just saying that that he, part might not matter He's to him. not thinking clearly. I don't think clearly. a lot matters to him. He's not thinking clearly. There's right. no justification for no. that stupid-ass comment. It's, it's stupid. There, I know. There are just a lot of people that think, like, the UN has this army that Control, they can yeah. send wherever they want, and the UN right. is this own standalone thing. And the UN not. is just all the different countries that exist mm-hmm. come together for meetings about various shit. That's mm. what the UN yeah. is. They don't have their own fucking army. Or mm. agenda. They are lent personnel that they have to, like, pay for. Mm-hmm. And it it's nothing. They're not in control of anything. It's all up to the major powers. Okay. Anyway, it's fine. <laughs> Let me quick explain how the UN works. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick while we have time. Kenyon's ASMR. They're just lent citizens. They're paid. They go in. They're still. They're not a major power. Chill the fuck 
there isn't a fucking global world army. Okay. Penny is really bad at it's, whispering. It's just like a lot of dramatic power. It's just like a lot of like random like Ghanaian soldiers that go for like a year and then they have to come home. Okay. A collection of blue helmeted mercenaries does not have hegemonic power, mate. <laughs> so Bowers' source for all of his anti-government conspiracies was a radio host named Jim Quinn. Who I've Joe never, Rogan. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I've never heard of this person, but... A friend, Let's just call him Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. <laughs> a friend from the time reco- recalls he listened to Jim Quinn slash Joe Rogan all the time. Oh, my God. That was his God. Oh, One great. website sums up Jim Quinn's slash Joe Rogan's views on the UN thusly. I don't want to get sued for t- Joe Whatever. Rogan. It's not. We're not going to get We're, sued it's a for joke. talking it's, shit it's about a parody. Joe Rogan. <laughs> this was before Joe Rogan had a podcast, so it clearly wasn't him. <laughs> also, the, this is America. If we hate Joe Rogan, we're allowed to hate Joe Rogan. True. Yeah. Woo! Freedom of speech, baby. The United Nations, it, this is what this fucking radio host thought. The United Nations is an expensive farce that allows tyrants to park illegally and pretend that they are legitimate world statesmen. They are not. They are thugs in $4,000 suits who see America <laughs> as the biggest threat to the world, e.g., their utopian plans to control everything. Wow. Who's they, first right. of all? Exactly. I think you have a fundamental misunderstanding. Make of it the make UN. sense. <laughs> Park so illegally. One about the, no, I'm kidding. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. You beast. So, you beast. <laughs> Peter Simi, a professor of sociology and the author of a book called American Swastika Inside the White Power Movement's Hidden Spaces of Hate, has described how talk radio in particular can be extremely influential in pulling people towards extremist beliefs. Hi, Rush Limbaugh. Mm-hmm. I mean, bye, Rush Limbaugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bye. Although obviously not everyone who listens to conservative talk radio goes on to violent extremism, for Bowers and numerous others, it, quote, it's an entry point of sorts to a world of ideas. One factor that likely accelerated Bowers' radicalization is that he was an early internet user. Which is like so tragic because like if he had been pointed in a different direction and been an early internet user, he could have gone into like computer programming. He could have, you know, like... Well, early internet was all like blogs and shit. Mm. That's true. Like you're not going to find Al Jazeera on the early internet. Right. Right. But I just mean like if he was capable of being an early adopter of a new technology, then he had mm-hmm. some potential to be not mm-hmm. fucking awful. Mm-hmm. But he became fucking awful. Maybe those AOL CDs just drove him fucking bonkers. Mm-hmm. So friends, There's the conspiracy I can cling to. Mm-hmm. It's poisoning your mind, man. <laughs> friends remember that his days working in, uh, for the bakery, Bowers built his own computers in his spare time and was using the internet long before anyone else he knew was. Oh my god. Right. So according to Simi, if talk radio is the gateway to extremism, the Internet is a, quote, much more dynamic path. It is just creating this reinforced echo chamber where you're just getting these like minded sources of information that are consolidating and coalescing and pushing you in this direction. Mm -hmm. And as he descended further and further into right wing extremism, extremism, Bowers seemed to stop putting effort into other areas of his life. So just sort of took over. He left the bakery job and, according to his friends at the time, basically dropped off the radar. I don't know what he was doing for money. It's possible that he was getting government fucking assistance in the form of unemployment. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, great. I'm I think speculating, he was, but it's possible. He was, he was creating Reddit. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wishes he'd be a millionaire by now. Yeah. <laughs> so neighbors from the years between the bakery job days and the synagogue attack have described Bowers as, quote, a ghost who almost made who never made any effort to interact with them. Hmm. Analysis of Bowers's history of Internet activity has shown that he was active on numerous message boards throughout this interim period and that he was a follower of, quote, aggressive online provocateurs of the right wing's fringe. At some point, he began seeking out and sharing posts about the Christian identity movement, a belief system that maintains that people of um, white European descent are Mm -hmm. God's chosen people. Mm-hmm. Is that the mm-hmm. definition of Judaism is God's chosen people? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but that's a religious faith. And it's mm-hmm. also not to they're also not trying to like kill or hurt anyone who isn't a member. And they're also not trying oh, to I proselytize. Know. I'm just saying like how fucking stupid it's a, like I feel like that moniker was already taken. Oh, right. it's very much I'm not the puppet, you're the puppet. Like yeah. you're not the chosen people, we're the chosen uh, people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He also began sharing warnings that some sort of false flag attack would be carried out and mm. that it was nothing more than quote one of the final desperate attempts by the Jewish international oligarchy to mm. maintain power in the face of collapsing public trust in the media. Is a false flag like a red herring? A false or like a dog whistle. A false yeah. flag attack is the I the belief that the targeted group will create an attack upon itself to blame the outside group and say mm. they did this to us. So, so it's like now a red go herring. after them. Yeah. Or to justify a retaliatory exactly thing. Yeah. to create a retaliatory right. attack. Basically. I just feel yeah. like false false flag, especially when you're listening to like a bunch of nut jobs. Like they just kind of throw that in. They just kind of mm-hmm. pepper it in. Well, it's like, a way really, to you're not even using it in a consistent context. Right. It's a way to one excuse the behavior of one's own group when it's bad. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. a lot of like Trumpers have have claimed that the January 6th thing was a false flag by Antifa mm. or like the, to blame it on them. It's like, the, no, you just fucking did this. The mm-hmm. dude who ran over Heather Heyer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. It seems that once Bowers made the transition from talk radio to the internet as his primary source of information, he was quick to make the leap from anti-government conspiracy theories to anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. And mm. these are so fucking widespread, like... It's so fucking just, I don't know, depressing. In the year leading up to the shooting, he joined and became extremely active on a social media website called Gab, which has been described as extremist friendly. Oh, my God. (laughs) Hi, we're Gab. We're terrorist curious. Right? That is (laughs) coffee talk extremism. Hate curious. Yeah. (laughs) open to it I'm hate curious (laughs) we're Unabomber friendly oh my god (laughs) Bowers is self-publish your manifesto today right for a low low price of zero dollars we're peer-reviewed manifestos we're terrorist fluid yeah exactly So Bowers' profile in Gab included multiple instances of Nazi and white supremacist imagery and the following text, quote, Jews are the children of Satan. 
the Lord Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. Mm -hmm. I don't fucking know. In the weeks leading up to the massacre, Bowers shared numerous memes on Gab related to the supposed caravan of immigrants moving through Central America. Remember the caravan? I do. That, that never ever came. Arrive? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. And began posting about Jewish involvement in, quote, mass migration to the U.S. So in particular, he focused his anger on a group called HIAS, which actually I have a friend who used to work there, formerly known as the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society. It's just a small nonprofit. Actually, I don't think it exists anymore, but it was just a small nonprofit that like helped immigrants, like helped sure. like, immigrants and refugees resettle in the U.S. I mean, how dare they, <laughs> right? first of all? The balls right (laughs) (laughs) and he wrote you like to bring in hostile invaders to dwell among us like it's like first of all there are so many immigrant and refugee aid societies there are tons of christian ones Uh uh-huh you're not fucking freaking out at them it's just so nuts i don't even know He also shared numerous posts about the claim that, quote, Western civilization was headed towards extinction unless something was done to stop it. Red, white white people. Yeah. Yeah, It's also Mm -hmm. like unpack some of these fucking terms. Like when you say like Europeans or white people or Western Western civilization, like what do those fucking things even mean? And like if you actually read a fucking book once in a while, you'll realize that those are all fucking constructs and there's no like pure anything and Mm -hmm. we're all from something else Mm -hmm. and everything is borrowed from something else to create civilization okay finally (laughs) this one's hitting home for kenyan she's highly paranoid i am real pissed (laughs) she's susceptible right now so i should really start this is my moment to start talking about this is your moment space needle needle. Mm -hmm. that's so called space needle listen girl you want to get you want to get into conspiracy theories? Oh, oh. okay. Got a doozy for you. So finally, just before the attack, he posted on Gab, "quote HIAS likes to bring invaders in that kill our people. I can't sit by and watch my people get slaughtered. Screw your optics. I'm going in." Oh God. Ugh. There's always it- that video game macho thing. If That's you're dating right I'm going now in. and you're swiping on a Tinder profile that reads, screw your optics, swipe yeah. left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This person's probably not based in a reality, Mm-mm. some sort of also, stable reality. Not that any of this makes any sense, but like the synagogue that he chose to attack has nothing to do with this other Jewish organization. Nope. They are not... Which Jewish also people is not are not doing a anything wrong. <laughs> do lizard people have anything to do with pizza? Have anything to do with pedophiles? Have anything to do with the flat earth? Right. In so, some people's minds, they, they're all God, working together. So according to the Southern Poverty Law Center, um, the, quote, the mention of optics references a disagreement that has raged within the white nationalist movement since the Unite the Right rally in 2017 about mm-hmm. how best to get their message across to the general public, end quote. So what's they- so funny about this, too, is that like a big part of it, and this was a big deal on at the Ju- January 6th riot, mm-hmm. is that like a lot of these extreme like right wing dudes. Like I just read this article about the guy who like founded the proud boys. Mm -hmm. He's like, 
pissed mm-hmm. because the all the dudes that went to storm the Capitol like just look like shit idiots. Yeah, they're yeah. All they just don't look stupid. classy enough. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like he's uh, like, no, you're supposed to be wearing khakis and tucking your button downs while right. you scream about loving Hitler. Exactly. Yeah. And they're all like paunchy wannabe Bearded. veterans. In, so like, like when they say they're concerned about and, like, optics, too like tight vests. They don't want to be associated yeah. with the main foundation of mm-hmm. all of their th- conspiracy theories. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. They're not yeah. hot enough. Like just Literally, Trump the, said this, something these like are that. Your pickings. He said these oh, people aren't like classy enough. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something like that. I'm paraphrasing. Anyway, so basically the optics thing, like we said, is like, do we want to commit violent terrorist acts or do we mm-hmm. just want to talk about committing violent right. terrorist acts? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because one. And March. One of those things has better optics. Right. <laughs> also, just a little reminder about that Unite the Right rally. Like, Was they, that the uh, Tiki Torch one? Mm-hmm. 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 They were chanting Sig Heil. And Jews will not replace us, which is sometimes sanitized down as you will not replace us. Mm -hmm. But they were chanting Jews Jews. will not replace us. They had no fucking shame. No. Mm -hmm. No shame in their game. After the Tree of Life massacre, Gab suspended (sighs) Bowers' profile on their site and made a public statement pledging to cooperate with the criminal investigation, which is the bare fucking minimum. Mm-hmm. Several right. <laughs> several bin- businesses that had had some affiliation with Gab, including PayPal, Stripe, and Medium, pulled their support, and GoDaddy required Gab to relocate their domain name hosting to a different service, temporarily shutting down the website. And honestly, like, deplatforming these people fucking works, and yep. we need to do more to do it because it a actually thousand works. thousand percent. Everybody goes on and on about, well, that's censorship. It's like, yeah, well, sometimes that shit's required. Like, right. these people can still say whatever the fuck they want to yeah. say on the internet. and But not- they don't have the right to unite a whole bunch of other mm-hmm. fucking assholes and to plan commit acts of violence attacks. yeah, against other people. Like, there is a line. Right. Well, there are uh, consequences. Right. Like, it's a, it's a company like Twitter, Facebook, Gab, whatever. They mm-hmm. have every fucking right to... Yep. Take down your you. shit. Mm-hmm. If you're spewing hate speech and trying to unite other yes, like-minded I don't want to be associated imbeciles. with that shit. Yes. If we were on here planning violent attacks on our podcast, we'd we would, lose all of our advertisers. We would lose our advertisers. We would get kicked off of uh, uh, podcast our hosting platform, platforms. Yeah. And, and like there would be consequences. Yep. Duh. Bowers was charged by the U.S. Department of Justice with 29 federal crimes. He appeared in federal court in Pittsburgh on October 29th, 2018, and was ordered to be held without bail pending trial, thank God. On October 31st, he was indicted on 44 counts by a federal grand jury. The charges against him carry a maximum penalty of death or 535 years in federal prison. Mm. Bowers entered a plea of not guilty. Of course. Okay. Uh, of course he did. On January 29th, 2019, the grand jury indicted Bowers on an additional 19 counts, 13 of which were for hate crimes. The Justice Department is seeking the death penalty, but Bowers' legal team, which includes an anti-death penalty advocate known for representing high-profile clients, has been pursuing a plea deal. I'm guessing he's probably going to escape the death penalty. I also don't know when the last time they had the death penalty in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. I feel like I mean, n- none of us are a fan of the death. No, right. I, right. So I just want him to go to prison. Forever. Just right. Yeah. Prison. Right. Yep. 
There's still no trial date set due to like ongoing negotiations and also COVID-19 delayed some things. Um, one of the conflicts delaying the case has to do with some of the charges being for hate crimes uh, and arguments made by the defense about who exactly hate crime laws are meant to pertain to. And I'm sorry, if you don't think that Jewish people qualify as right. a targeted group for well, hate and crimes. Quite frankly, that's so frustrating because say <laughs> that. Are you kidding? It's like. The, the oh parameters for hate crimes are already really frustrating for, like, people under religious persecution and black and brown people. Mm-hmm. But, like, if a white Catholic was attacked for something that was clearly because they are Catholic, mm-hmm. like, you better believe the systems of government would be like, yeah, sure, okay, that's a hate crime. Well, this person... It's- This defense team is arguing, and maybe they know that this is a fucking stretch and they're just grabbing at something. I don't know, but it's fucking absurd. Probably this is indefensible. Right. Mm -hmm. They're arguing that because the 13th Amendment authorizes the hate crime laws, these laws should not apply to the Tree of Life victims who were Jewish because Jews were never enslaved in the U.S. But is that that (laughs) what's... What the fuck? What the fuck kind of logic is that? It's insane. I guess I don't I don't I'm not familiar with the the like the written the text. exact like written text of the hate crime act I'm or whatever. I'm pretty sure it's like belonging to a certain category or group including right. like I don't religion, think it ever race. said you have to have been enslaved no. in the United States it's to qualify. That no, it hate doesn't. crimes can only apply to black people like that doesn't make any fucking sense like they apply right. to lgbtq people they apply right. like it's fucking ridiculous yeah that is it's insane absurd. so the judge in this case has said however that although the supreme court has recognized that while the immediate concern of the 13th amendment was african slaves or we should say african-american slaves enslaved people sorry enslaved people enslaved people the amendment uh, this is also a quote but the amendment applies to universal freedom for all people the most recent update on the case is that in July 2021, the judge ordered the prosecution and the defense to set a date for the completion of review of all physical evidence in the case. And she has said that she expects that the review will be complete by the end of September this year. So the judge is like, you know, that LOL, is fucking okay. stupid. Yep. The victims in this attack were Joyce Feinberg, Richard Gottfried, Rose Mallinger, Jerry Rabinowitz, brothers Cecil Rosenthal and David Rosenthal, a married couple, Bernice Simon and Sylvan Simon, Daniel Stein, Melvin Wax, and Irving Younger. And I also just want to take a moment to note the extreme rise in anti-Semitism like across the globe, but including in the U.S. over the past four, but especially this past year. Mm-hmm. And these are some quotes from the Anti-Defamation League's website. Quote, as the violence between Israel and Hamas continues to escalate, we are witnessing a dangerous and drastic surge in anti-Jewish hate right here at home, said ADL CEO Jonathan Greenblatt. According to the ADL's most recent audit of anti-Semitic incidents in the United States, it recorded more than 2,100 acts of assault, vandalism, and harassment, an increase of 12% over the previous year. And this is the highest level of anti-Semitic incidents since the ADL's tracking began in 1979. And that is actually out of date, this 12%, because actually lately it's been a rise of like like 300% over the past year. Like Jesus anti-Semitism is fucking blowing up. 
around the world and it's very, very scary. And like we need to attack it wherever it exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And donate to the ADL and also the Southern Poverty Law Center. Yep. Yes. Both doing wonderful work. All right. So that's my case. I know it was long and really sad. Well, let's take a sponsor break so we can get you another long one. Great. Oh, God. Go stretch your legs, people. Because <laughs> we'll be right back. So Lucy and Amanda have worn me down and finally convinced me to try watching the Real Housewives <laughs> yes. franchise. I'm so proud of you. And I have gotten really into it. And I have also... <laughs> gotten simultaneously really into playing my best fiends because I can do both at the same time and it's like my brain is engaged but it's also tuned out I that is my favorite combination yeah it is a really good and relaxing combination to like watch mindless tv and then engage your mind with you know best fiends and you know challenging yourself to beat however many levels that week I just can't stop playing. I'm really into it. I have gotten so unbelievably into it, even more than I was before in the last few weeks. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey actually told me that I was playing too much Best Fiends. <laughs> I know. To which I replied, there's no such thing. <laughs> right? Best Fiends has thousands of puzzles and they add new ones all the time. I love that they have those little like offshoot games. Mm-hmm. Like right now I get to roll dice and like move around on a on a like a board mm-hmm. and like collect prizes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I get so into it. So right now I'm on level 693. Nice. And I know Kenyon is a lot farther than me. I'm on level like 916, I think. Which means <laughs> that I have advanced like Honestly, like 400 levels since our last Best Fiends ad. I know. It's a lot. <laughs> I love it, though, because <laughs> you you complete these levels and some of them are more challenging than others and you really feel like you're being productive. Like, I, I stay up till 2 or 3 in the morning playing Best Fiends sometimes. Mm-hmm. So maybe Corey has a point, but also whatever. It's my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. There are tons of cute characters, a.k.a. fiends, to collect as you go. Um, I just got the the tadpole one. Cute. I love Beebert. Vincent is so cute. I kind of have like a weird crush on Napoleon. Oh, I don't so know cute. why. <laughs> he's he's my favorite. I have fav- favorite fiends. It's very bizarre. <laughs> and summer is a great time to get away from it all. Whether you're unplugging from the internet just to hit reset or finding yourself without Wi-Fi, you can still enjoy Best Fiends. I play it in my hammock every single day. Mm-hmm. People are starting to travel again. Like I said, you don't need Wi-Fi to play it, so it's perfect for airplanes oh, yeah. or just in the car, whatever. So get on our level with Best Fiends. Mm-hmm. Download this five-star rated puzzle game, Best Fiends, free today on the App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. So it's kind of a weird time right now. It's the end of summer. We're like sort of getting back into the world, but maybe not all the way. Mm-hmm. I've recently started hiking for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Like you just want to be outside, but then you also want to come home and relax. Just like day-to-day life is very dynamic. So whether you're exploring a new world in the pages of a book or trying out a new patio brunch spot, mm. Everlane has premium essentials to outfit you in comfort. Their their styles can go 
day to night, hiking to lounging. They've got everything. They've got it all. I love Everlane. I have been a big fan since way before we even started the podcast. And I just love like their essentials, really. It's great for like a capsule wardrobe or for, you know, just kind of simplifying your your fashion game and loving like every single piece in your closet instead of, you know, fast fashion and then, you know, things wearing out and throwing them away, which is bad for you and bad for the environment. So wash it once and you like hate it after that. It's ridiculous. So yeah, these are your time with that. Versatile, high quality, like staples. Exactly. And Everlane has made quality clothing with ethical factories and radically transparent pricing since 2010. They do extensive research and vetting to use ethical factories that provide fair wages and reasonable hours to the skilled people who craft their clothing. And like we said, really love the design. It's super classic and timeless. And then it's also like made with the finest sustainable materials so you can wear these pieces for years to come i have a long like a gray long sleeve shirt from everlane that i bought i think in like 2012 and it is still one of my favorite shirts in my closet i know that shirt yeah it's exactly. a good shirt it's a great it's shirt flattering so most retailers hide their markups but everlane believes their customers have the right to know how much their clothes cost to make and so, in fact, they share exactly how much their products cost to produce at each stage in the process. So that's really interesting. And Everlane has everything you need to upgrade your summer look, whether you're going out on the town with friends or having a movie night in with the fam. So from workout to takeout, swimwear to trackwear, styles for lounging, which is our favorite activity, or hitting up your favorite late night spot. I mean, really, they've got it all. Their breathable organic cotton trackwear gives an elevated take on tried and true basics. And for those beach days or pool parties, check out Everlane's sustainable swimwear collection, which is made from 13,768 pounds of recycled plastic. I love that so much. So go to everlane.com forward slash gals and sign up for 10% off your first order plus free shipping. And get easy returns within the 30 days of your ship date. That's 10% off your first order when you go to everlane.com slash gals and sign up. So treat your wardrobe. Treat it. All right. Are you ready for my case? <laughs> yes. Maybe. Ooh, you're not. I mean, no one is. You beast. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep this brief, but <laughs> my God, there's so much. Oh, God. Because today I'm going to be talking about QAnon. Thank God. Kwanon. 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 So Stevie Nicks is Q. And that's my case. <laughs> and also the violence that this conspiracy theory has left in its wake and continues to create because it's not completely gone, even though it's kind of in a dormant Weird ever since Trump lost the election. Mm. and we No, they're just waiting till September. Something waiting. big is happening in oh, September. Right. It's it just always keeps gonna, re- yeah, they just gotta it keep reminds pushing me it. of in Parks and Rec when the death cult uh, <laughs> keep reserving the park because Zorp is gonna come and like burn all the flesh off of everybody and uh-huh. they just keep getting the date wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. We misread the signs. Yeah, we gotta go back to the literature, <laughs> reanalyze. Exactly. And if you haven't watched the, like, QAnon documentary on HBO, please watch it. 
sit with the ridiculousness of the origin of this conspiracy. Also, researching this has destroyed my search history, so I need to throw out all of my computers. Mm-hmm. Here we Join go. Join the club, honey. We're fucked. <laughs> I have had to Google some really fucked up Bad shit. stuff. Bad, 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 bad stuff. <laughs> So QAnon first came to the internet in 2017 when an anonymous account going by Q Clearance Patriot posted to the cesspool of internet message boards known as 4chan. I feel like 4chan has an odor that yeah. I can smell. Yeah. Absolutely does. Yeah. 4chan is known for its comfort in hosting extremist viewpoints in every facet, race, religion, politics, you name it. They're they're not going to shut down they're conversations about it. Curious. They're extremist-friendly. Extremist-friendly. It's a breeding ground for white white supremacist ideation. It's honestly one of the most disgusting places on the mainstream internet. Like, this is not a dark web message board. Mm -hmm. Anybody can go here. Mm -hmm. Your children could accidentally Google this Mm -hmm. and end up there. Or purposefully. Yeah. Q's post. Or your parents. Or your parents. More worrisome. Q's post, uh, the first post that came up, claimed that they were a high-ranking government insider ready to blow the lid off some intel that reveals former President Trump is fighting against a global democratic ring of child abusers. Well, I have no further questions if they say that they're a high-ranking government insider. Behind an anonymous username on a Mm -hmm. message board that literally anyone can access. (laughs) No notes. No notes. So this is from The Guardian, quote, the conspiracy theories narrative includes centuries old anti-Semitic tropes like the belief that the cabal is harvesting blood from abused children. Which is literally a conspiracy theory from the fucking Middle Ages. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get Centuries old. And it names specific people, including Democratic politicians and Hollywood celebrities as participants in a global plot. Experts call these extreme baseless claims, quote, an incitement to violence. And so Pizzagate, I don't really talk about it much in this, but basically that was like this theory that Democratic politicians would go eat regularly at this literal like pizza place in Washington, D.C. And the theory was that it had like a dungeon, like a basement, Mm -hmm. and they were going there to basically traffic children into the sex trade. And this pizza place had like an adjacent like arcade, like it was a family friendly. Yeah, exactly. It was like a little showing up there. Like storming this pizza place, and they were like, they they were like, oh my god, our basement is storage for no, like they don't, pizza even boxes. don't even have a basement. Oh yeah, that's there right, they don't no have basement. a basement. <laughs> anyway, the whole thing is place. bullshit. It's, it's a like pizza if joint. You just were like, okay, Q actually stands for Quiznos, right? And in every Quiznos, <laughs> there is a f- radio tower, five G web that the aliens right. built, and. It's just like, oh It's so God. fucking stupid. It's okay, so wait, fucking Okay, wait, keep stupid. going, though. This track. <laughs> I was kind of on a roll Have you there. seen those Quiznos commercials <laughs> with the fucking gerbil things with the human oh, mouths? Yeah. yeah. And so tell that me, Tell me that aliens are not using 5Gs <laughs> in Quiznos to control our minds and that the aliens don't look exactly like those little furry mm-hmm. fuckers from the Quiznos commercials. And if commercials. you get your, your sandwich toasted, you're done. You're done. Yeah, you're, you're in on it. Yeah, it's a, it's a secret language. Mm-hmm. They toast it with the power of the electromagnets. The 5G. From 5G. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. By and their children. tuna is actually Honestly. Soylent Green from the children, and you'll live forever because it has their blood in it. This right. gold spins itself. I get it. Yeah. 
This is from the New York Times. Quote, Q predicted that a war would soon culminate in what was called the storm. <laughs> An appointed time when Mr. Trump would finally unmask the cabal, punish its members for their crimes, and restore America to greatness. What's really funny about this is that Donald Trump is a fucking pedophile. Mm, mm-hmm. Yep. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. He was He's actually like legit BFFs by a fucking fourteen-year-old, and he was like BFFs with Jeffrey fucking Epstein. Yep. yep. Yo. Also, that's the title of that HBO documentary. If anyone's looking for it, it's I think it's called Into the Storm. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. Oh, it's so good. It's so, it's so good. good. I'm going to watch it again. Do and it. what I just said is not a fucking conspiracy theory. It was a no, literal accusation. Court documents. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And this is not just a Republicans being bonkers and like Democrats are flawless situation. No, a there lot are, of liberals have been pulled into this shit. Oh, oh my yeah. God. There are predators in every yeah. fucking government system of, oh, yeah. it, it doesn't matter. I, this is where I'm coming from here is actually pretty non-fucking partisan. Cause I know that fucking Bill Clinton had photos with Jeffrey Epstein too. Like, oh yeah. Bill Clinton I, is a fucking pervert. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and, and predator. no one is defending any of these individuals. Mm-hmm. And they also don't traffic kids through a pizza parlor no. in D.C. They, yeah. they don't, don't fucking have to. They're they rich people. If they exactly. want to abuse children, Epstein they bought don't need to an go to a pizza parlor. They would right. go to Epstein's fucking island. He bought an island. Or Craigslist. To, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's this is, like we said earlier, it's like the clear path is usually the path that makes sense. They don't need to do this chessboard, Pizzagate no. bullshit to pull the wool over your eyes. To pull the wool over your <laughs> eyes. They have enough they money to- They just hire to, a fucking escort service. Exactly. To discreetly be predators. Right. Without needing any of the rest of this to cover if, up their no. shit. If, if it just takes a couple billion dollars to launch yourself into space for 10 minutes in a dick-shaped rocket, you imagine what you can do. Yep. You could buy an island and molest children. That's what I've seen, did uh, With impunity. You That's don't even have did. to have an island, you guys. You don't. There, you fucking don't. There are no. plenty of just websites with oh, child sexual yes. abuse material like it's yes, absolutely it's but i'm not, saying there's, that there's no conspiracy there's in no the roots of this thing. conspiracy right. yeah. that that's like that's what they're trying yeah it's to say, overwrought. And it, just, it makes no sense it's not this fantastical thing no. right god wish god Okay, so right. regularly... I'll try to stop screaming now. I can't, I, I can't so please don't. Please join me in be a long my episode. screaming. Regularly, Q would post updates that became known as Q-drops, barf, like dewdrops, Q-drops. Ew. First, they were posted to 4chan. Then he got, like, shut down on 4chan, I guess, because someone finally, like, sued. And they had ties to that fucking march with mm-hmm. the tiki torches and all of these fucking demonstrations as well and inciting violence so they moved over he moved over to a new site called 8chan and then 8kun and all of this is like also a trail to who q actually is which again i'm not going to focus on that in this episode because it's a lot you have to go watch that hbo documentary there is a reveal at the end though it's really interesting basically like i said earlier well basically these different platforms are either moderated or literally built and created by the same individual slash individuals who are believed to be Q, who don't really have any stake in politics at all and just use Q to drop traffic to these sites for money. And then so it like kind I of said, got a little bit out people. of their own expectations. They did. It, it's like this grew way beyond 
what we can handle. Mm -hmm. So just like most conspiracies, like I said er earlier, it's a capitalist trick so someone can profit off the stupidity of the masses, Mm -hmm. fucking question everything, but not like, not in this way. Mm -hmm. Like if someone's trying to get you to believe something really staunchly that's just really grandiose and bizarre, they probably want something from you. Or someone at the top wants something from you. Like, that's what you should be questioning. Right? I just, I don't, I don't. But but this guy has no stake. This guy has no dog in that fight. The skepticism is like, it's misdirected. And it's not Mm -hmm. healthy. Like, there are healthy levels of skepticism that we should all have. Mm -hmm. This is not healthy. This is harming people. It's like you're being skeptical. You're just, you're only pointing your skepticism at, logic and mm-hmm. facts and the truth and conventional and wisdom bizarre and, grandiose yeah and not delusional ideation scam artists that are yeah. using you mm-hmm. using you exactly you're being fucking used yeah. so these q drops would contain coded messages alluding to illicit behavior of mostly democrats who held positions of power or previously held positions of power and I'm not going to read it, but there is one, there's a screenshot of one on the drive that'll be on the blog so you can see that how, like, the coded, quote-unquote, messaging would be, you know, made. So this grew such an intense following that people developed apps that would track and alert them to new Q drops, of which there were thousands. I think by the last time there was a, a known post by QAnon, and, like, they can tell not necessarily the exact location of this individual who's posting because this individual that is believed to be Q is like very techie. So kind of knows how to make Mm -hmm. like dummy IP addresses, Mm -hmm. but there are still ways of knowing that it's the same like device or Mm. same individual that's posting these. Mm. So there were enough like uh, technologically intelligent. Oh my God. Don't even get me started on (laughs) chemtrails. To to be able to identify that like okay this is a this is a real yeah this is a real Q drop (laughs) because it came from the same person as Mm -hmm. or the same like IP whatever because I'm sure there were a bajillion people going on there being like I'm I'm Q Q." yeah Yeah, for sure so according to the New York Times quote it's also me (laughs) one of these apps hit the top ten paid apps in Apple's App Store before it was pulled down for violating the company's guidelines. Groups following and dissecting these Q drops popped up all over social media, especially Facebook. Mm. It's estimated that millions of Americans believe in QAnon still to this day. Quote, before Facebook moved to block QAnon content, some popular QAnon groups on the platform had hundreds of thousands of members. And NBC News reported last year on an internal Facebook study that found thousands of QAnon pages and groups operating on the social network with millions of members between them. Twitter removed more than 70,000 QAnon-affiliated accounts after the January 6th Capitol riot, and some YouTube videos explaining the tenets of QAnon garnered millions of views before they were taken down last year. So this was, like, fucking huge. Mm -hmm. I have a question. It was Mm, huge. It was huge. (laughs) I feel like QAnon is such a, like, a huge, like, ideology, or it's an umbrella over a bunch of different, like, ideologies or, like, Uh specific conspiracies. Uh So when you say that, like, hundreds of thousands of Americans believe, or millions of Americans believe in QAnon, is it not important to say that they, that millions of Americans might believe in one aspect or another of QAnon? Because, like, it's, there are so many different different tentacles of theories. If they believe 
if they believe the basic tenet of it, that there is some high government insider who is anonymously sharing clues. And that's the thing. Like, it's not necessarily believing in QAnon doesn't mean you automatically believe everything under that umbrella, but you believe that this is an actual government insider. Because QAnon is a person. Yeah, but I think a lot of these, uh, like Pizzagate, for example, I think a lot of people kind of caught on to it, but never necessarily traced it back to that one individual on 4chan. Like it was, sure, just, it was just a pizza, theory. Pizzagate, it was like well, an Pizzagate, independent theory. Pizzagate was around before QAnon posted because QAnon didn't post for the first time until 2017. Oh, okay. So well, absolutely he like, or maybe not he directly, but like people who were starting to follow him then pulled in mm. these other conspir- existing okay. conspiracies under his umbrella. There and are just a lot of tentacles to this. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's because it's a bunch of people with time on their hands being right. like, well, I think that this clue mm-hmm. is related to this thing. So bring and this thing in. And it's yeah. in these in these articles that are talking about how many people believe in it, even these articles are saying, like, it's probably more because there are people who may have, like, expressed interest or belief in a particular conspiracy theory mm-hmm. but never got sucked into the huge rabbit hole that is QAnon, like but, proper QAnon. But in effect, I mean, it had the same effect for the most part. Absolutely. Like, so especially what, if it what? drove their political actions, exactly. their voting, well, right. whatever. If anybody believes in, like, the deep state, exactly. that is a branch of QAnon. Of QAnon. Yeah. So, I mean, basically what, like, the New York Times and The Guardian are were saying in some of these articles, it's like, it's probably fucking more because this is also pulled from data that we're getting in online spaces where people are reacting to or sharing or commenting or whatever, like having some kind of engagement that's traceable with this content right. that doesn't account for your grandma who doesn't know how to fucking use a computer mm-hmm. who's learning this from her grandson who's right. all over the internet mm-hmm. that's and she I'm... believes it too, you know? So it's actually probably bigger than it's we even probably know. like. closer to half the population. I wouldn't be shocked. I don't want to make, I don't want to speculate. We know from looking at data on the internet that worldwide, not just in the US, but worldwide, there are millions of people who have engaged with and like believe and shared in like a positive way this misinformation. Okay, And that's where they're kind of getting that data. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So, I'm going to spend the remainder of my segment going over like a little timeline of violence by Q conspiracy theorists specifically. I'm going to spend the remainder of your segment screaming in in my heart. Scream yep. inside your heart Scream and your drink heart. up, Quince. Okay. So June 15th, 2018, Arizona resident Matthew Wright has had enough of waiting for Trump to, quote, drain the swamp and arrest the liberal elites who were abusing children and ruining America. <sighs> He decided to take matters into his own hands with an armored vehicle that he drove to a Hoover Dam bridge and blocked traffic with his arsenal of assault rifles, handguns, and 900 plus rounds of ammunition. I don't remember this. I do. Oh, he's an idiot. Mm -hmm. From ABC News. I have a question about ammunition. 900 rounds, is that 900 bullets or 900 times like six or whatever? No, it's like bullets. Oh, a round is misleading, I think. If you don't, if you're not familiar with guns, then yeah. Yeah, that's me. (laughs) 
Okay. Yeah. They just, that's am, what they call it. I've been misled. <laughs> I've been lied to. I refuse to believe. From ABC News, quote, right armed with a rifle in a black armored truck blocked the Mike O'Callaghan Pat Tillman Bridge over the Colorado River at the Hoover Dam where the Arizona and Nevada state lines meet. Beautiful According, area. Stunning. According to the Arizona Department of Public Safety, when authorities arrived, Wright was standing next to the vehicle with a sign that read, Release the OIG report. Which is known as a prominent demand of QAnon followers. I love how the Arizona Department of Public Safety folks were just like, What? Oig? We have (laughs) Oig? Oig? Well, we'll get to the OIG report. After a nearly hour-long standoff, Wright fled in his vehicle driving over tire deflation devices and past law enforcement. (laughs) Despite three deflated tires, he continued to flee state troopers for more than half an hour until he was apprehended along a dirt road heading toward the river, end quote. That's going to fuck up your... to replace tires. (laughs) On an armored car. It's going to fuck up your chassis real good. Yeah. Big time. So the OIG think report, of the chassis, the chassis, Someone the OIG report, the chassis, in question, chassis gate, chassis gate, refers to a department, a, a Justice Department Office of the Inspector General, so OIG mm. report that had just been released criticizing the actions of FBI officials like James Comey, which in my notes autocorrected to comedy. I just saw James that. comedy. <laughs> he is a joke. During the Hillary Clinton email (laughs) investigation, this is the report that Trump claimed exonerated him and Republicans went wild for it. I remember like, what was it? What does Trevor Noah host now? The Daily Daily Show. Show? The Daily Show. They had sent like folks to go to these rallies and ask about this report and whatever or like keep referring to this report and then. The, the interviewer would be like, well, have you read it? And they're all like, no, you don't have to read it. But then they're all like, release the report. Just read the report. That tells us everything we need to know. And then he's like, have you read the report? And they're like, no, I haven't read it. Because <laughs> like the report is released. It's out. People just have to read it to know that it doesn't exonerate Donald Trump. Oh, God. So, oh, it's it, I can't. I can't. So QAnon took it to the next level, promising that this report would have details within that would prove Democrats are Satanist child molesting monsters. But you wish it didn't. (laughs) Instead of accepting that this was never in the report, they insist that these portions of the report had been withheld or redacted. Wright was charged with obstruction of a highway, endangerment, unlawful flight from law enforcement, misconduct involving a weapon and fittingly acts of terrorism. In 2020, after a long trial and a judge's rejection of a plea deal with a sentence that would be too lenient given what he'd done, he was finally sentenced to eight years in prison. While there, he wrote a letter to Trump apologizing for, quote, not representing the American people to the best of my ability in that standoff. (laughs) Optics, baby. Trump has that letter framed in his office and jerked off to it every day. No, he doesn't, because this is one of those guys. Well, no, and this is one of those guys that Trump was complaining about behind the scenes on January 6th, where he was like, these people are trashy. I don't want them in my fucking riot. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, no, he just looked like a fucking moron. (laughs) So there's no Trump wouldn't want to be associated with this guy because he's not elite in any way. He'll accept his praise, but he's exactly. not going to lift a finger to help him. Okay, so Fuck he'll jerk no. off to it in private, but not mm, publicly. There you go. There we private, go. Private collection. Okay. 
December 19th, 2018, a California man whose name was not released was arrested with bomb-making materials in his car. He was on his way to the Capitol building in Springfield, Illinois, to, quote, blow up a satanic monument and make Americans aware of Pizzagate in the New World Order. Here so the go. New World Order is an anti-Semitic conspiracy theory. Yep. Mm. Big time. And I, like I said, I don't have time to dive into these older conspiracies that have now been absorbed into the QAnon bullshit. It's a lot of the same crap rooted in... It's a shit onion. It's the shit onion. (laughs) So Satanism, child molestation, anti-Semitism, white nationalism, all of it, it's all fucking part of it. Fortunately, the FBI had been tipped off about this dude's delusions before he was able to make it to Springfield. So he was was arrested and charged before he could fucking blow up Springfield's Capitol Plaza. Mm Mm-hmm. March 13th, 2019, 24-year-old Anthony Camello, a QAnon conspiracy theorist, made his way to New York City to make citizens' arrests of several government leaders, including Mayor Bill de Blasio and U.S. Representatives Maxine Waters and Adam Schiff, even though the last two are representatives in California. But clearly, (laughs) this guy is not firing on all cylinders. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Why in New York City? I'm going to make a citizen's arrest of you because I don't agree with you. Yo. Yeah. Well, not even that. Oh, my God. He, th- this is the thing. <laughs> I almost get it with some of these folks. I am not exonerating them by any stretch. Some of these folks who take it to the level under this Q thing where they're like, oh my God, they're raping and killing babies and drinking baby blood. I have to do something about this. Like, if you're so fucking delusional that you really, truly believe that's happening, then of course there's going to be a couple of these folks that are like, I have to go do something about this. Nobody's doing anything about it. It's on me. I got to go do something about it. Yeah. But if a lo- if millions of people... I just don't know how people are- get to that point unless they have undiagnosed actual clinical yes. mental illness. Yes, but where I'm going with this is if millions of other people are in the QAnon network, right? And there's all this information going around and like everyone's being told the same thing. Everyone's being told that we're drinking baby blood and all this horrible fucking shit is happening and and like we have to do something about it. A couple folks believe it and are also likely mentally ill and extremists in any, in existing ways anyway. Mm -hmm. And then they act on this, right? But like it should be enough to know that it's bullshit that these other millions of people don't really necessarily believe that that's true. And I think willingly just chime in on this shit Mm -hmm. to a, not have to work that hard to like explain away things about the government that we don't like. Mm -hmm. And B to feel camaraderie with people who just Mm -hmm. share similar views. Mm -hmm. Because if millions of people really believed, like really truly believed in our souls, Mm -hmm. That fucking Democratic elites are drinking baby blood. Don't you think it would be more than like one or two unhinged wackadoos going to do something about it? Don't you think there would be a fucking war? Don't you think the storm would fucking happen? That's why this is what makes me so mad about this shit. It's like it's so obviously bullshit and these people are profiting off of you and they don't care about you and they don't even necessarily believe in it. No, They're just using it. They're just using it to build up their support so that they can pad their wallets in the government. Mm-hmm. That's all, of, all it fucking is. All of the government, not all, but most of the like government elites who are who are questioning vaccines and whatever and masks, they're all fucking vaccinated. Oh, oh all yeah. Of them. All of them. Like they they're don't just... believe their own shit either, but it's no. a really good 
tool for manipulation and fundraising. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They yep. want your small amounts of money and your views on their fucking website or TV shows. Yeah, so honey, they can you're sell a pawn. Ads. They want you're a fucking pawn. They want you to feel pitted against the other side, quote unquote. Absolutely. There is no other's fucking side. Guys, like, it's just y'all. And if you're worried about children's safety and well-being, like uh, volunteer at a food bank. Mm-hmm. You know, don't there are tangible things you can do yeah. mm-hmm. that will not endanger anyone's yeah. life. Yep. Right. To improve the quality of life of yeah. children. To help you to actually help your community and people who are actually suffering mm-hmm. instead of blowing something up. What are you going to who are you going to help by blowing something up? No I, one. I, Literally, no. it's, it's just people. E- it's ego, who, ma- e- yeah. egomania. It's mm-hmm. people who want to feel like a fucking hero in a video game, and they yep. learn how to like make essentially a large potato gun, mm-hmm. and it's and go storm the capital of Illinois. I hate everything. I know it's all garbage. So anyway, while he's in New York, but unable to get close enough to his targets to arrest them. New York is far from California. Two of them are on the other coast. Basically, or in D.C. Like, they're not in New York. It's a bummer. He makes his way to Staten Island, targeting someone he believed to be a prominent member of the deep state. Former Gambino mobster Francesco Paolo Augusto Cali, a.k.a. Frankie Boy. I I cannot draw a line of of logic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I probably could if I had gone deeply into this case, but I don't have time. We're already going to, yeah. it's going to be a three hour episode, yeah. people. It's it's too far gone. <laughs> so believing that he's under the protection of Donald Trump, Anthony went to Frankie's home with handcuffs and a gun, confronted Frankie and thought Frankie was reaching for a weapon when Frankie was probably like, the fuck? No. Scratching and like going his for butt. his phone. Yeah. And being like, eh, what? It, I don't. This guy is this trying to arrest Gambino me. This former mobster definitely didn't think that some random internet loon was going to be the one to come for him one day. No. Yeah. He probably and was like, wait, the fuck? so no one sent you? Yeah. <laughs> wait. You're with who? You're not. You? You're not with Tony. You're not with Vinny. Nope. You're not. Nope. <laughs> you're just a you're just a guy. Okay. Like, this okay. is how I go down. <laughs> Seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So Anthony thinks Frankie is reaching for a weapon, and Anthony grabbed his own weapon and opened fire on Frankie, shooting him ten times, killing him. Oh, oh Jesus! Man. I'm Christ. sorry. I didn't he know really this person did actually down. died. I'm I mean, sorry. Frankie. Frankie's also no angel. Bus. Frankie's no angel. Yeah. Okay, yeah. he's a higher up in the Gambino mob family. He he served time. He, he's done some shit. He kind of signed up. For it. He didn't deserve to go. He didn't sign up for this. No, he didn't not sign up this. for a QAnon weirdo. No, he probably wasn't this. even aware that his no name clue. had ever been implicated. Probably not in anything. Like how no the idea. fuck was it even? That, I I don't know. I didn't look into it. Some some articles that I skimmed were like. Anthony mistook him for someone who is part of the deep state. Oh, cool. So, so he may not best, have even known it was, it was a him. Mistake. At best, if that's if that's to be believed. Oh so fucking bizarre. So Anthony showed up in court with MAGA forever and United We Stand MAGA scrawled across his left hand and pen. He pleaded not guilty and his legal team began building an insanity defense stating, quote, Mr. Camello, the defendant in this case, became increasingly vocal about his support for QAnon, a conspiratorial fringe right wing political group 
But Mr. Camelo's support for QAnon went beyond mere participation in a radical political organization. It evolved into a delusional obsession. Sure did. It sure did. He was determined mentally unfit to stand trial and transferred to a state mental facility in 2020. It's unclear how long he will remain there. I couldn't find an Mm -hmm. update. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he still has to have some sort of sentencing hearing. Mm -hmm. But obviously... With his mental state and also COVID. Right. That's it's going to be a while before we know what's going to happen here. Right. Several kidnappings have taken place as a result as a result of QAnon delusion. I know that Kenyon, you talked about that like kidnapping plot of the governor governor. of Michigan, right? Yep. In Michigan crimes. That's one of them. Didn't put that in here. Mm -hmm. This is like all children and it's. Fucking wild. Jesus. So in 2019, Colorado CPS removed Cynthia Abkug's son, Abkug, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I'm so sorry. From her custody. Ab-cug. I don't have. Abkug. Abkug. <laughs> I don't have details as to why, because like I said, I didn't have time to dive deeper into this. So I don't know why her son was removed from her home. She had at least one older daughter who was not removed from her home, likely because of her age. So Cynthia became convinced that the foster family caring for her son were, quote, evil Satan worshipers. She tapped into her network of fellow QAnon supporters to arrange a kidnapping raid. And they, like, housed her on this, like, road trip to Colorado to help her get there to, to rescue her son, basically. My God. She, she was arrested in Montana before making it to Colorado and charged with conspiracy to commit secondary kidnapping. In March of 2020, a woman in Kentucky named Neely Blanchard kidnapped her twin daughters who were in the legal custody of their grandparents. She was located with the children being harbored at a, quote, safe house of anti-government and QAnon conspiracy theorists and used sovereign citizen ideology to argue that she should legally have custody of her children. We should do an episode on sovereign citizenship. We should, because we could scream about that forever. If you want to scream, go to YouTube and look up sovereign citizen traffic stops. Oh you will, you'll break your computer. It's so frustrating to watch. And I've watched hundreds of those videos. (laughs) According to the Daily Beast, quote, QAnon is popular on the sovereign citizen child custody groups, of which there are apparently enough to have groups, in part because its believers claim that the government and child protective agencies are abusing the children they take from their parents' custody, which, like, again... That's not an outlandish accusation. Yeah, abuse right. absolutely fucking yes. happens within the foster care system, and it's tragic and horrible. But like yep. at the same time, like if they take it to this extremist level, that's like they're selling my kid to Hillary Clinton so she can yeah. put him in the basement of a pizza it's shop. Like, well, and- why was your kid taken away? Like maybe there was a reason, and maybe mm-hmm. you need to work on yourself and your issues so you can actually get. You can actually be a fit parent to take care of your child. Exactly. So I am not and not just sit here gather Facebook friends with guns. I'm not going to sit here and say that the government does not, and we have ample proof of atrocities that have been committed against children in our in this country. Mm -hmm. That no one is fucking arguing that. But this individual is already like an extremist mm-hmm. in terms of their ideology. So I, it's just, things are it's not adding up here. It's always Satan worshiping. Right? You don't have to worship Satan to nope. be an abusive piece of shit. Mm-hmm. There sure are don't. a lot of just abusive pieces of shit out there. Yep. 
a whole bunch. And they don't need to have a network. Sometimes they're just standalone abusive pieces of shit. It's fuckers like this that have like nothing to say about the church abuse. Uh, the, the, yeah, yeah, the abuse of the Catholic Church. It's just like you you just pick and choose. I've met a your, handful uh, of Satanists in my day, and they're, they're all people. very lovely, calm, yeah, like pacifist people, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. So in October of 2020, Emily Jolly, LOL, of Utah, kidnapped her six-year-old son after a supervised visit from his father, who had sole custody. She was arrested in Oregon and used the same QAnon and sovereign citizen ideology to explain her motivations. She firmly believed, according to her Facebook post, that, quote, Child Protective Services steals children to drain them of a special substance drunk by members of a global cabal that run the world. That is the plot of the Golden Compass. Pretty much. You wackadoo. <laughs> I just. You are a, you believe in a YA novel, novel. trilogy plot. Mm-hmm. Like a, not even a great plot either. Oh mm-hmm. my God. It's, 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 I, I no, I, I don't have words for it. And this pedophile shit just runs so deep. So in August of 2020, a woman in Waco, Texas, of course, Ooh, bad start. named Cecilia Fulbright, <laughs> was arrested for chasing and ramming into another driver. She told officers that the driver she hit was a pedophile and she was saving a little girl. She also had a blood alcohol level more than twice the legal limit at the time of her arrest. A look into her social media and interviews with loved ones revealed that she was deep into QAnon and posted that Trump was, quote, literally taking down the cabal and the pedophile ring. And so she thinks she's, like, helping. So she, like, saw an individual, I don't know who, get into a car with a young child, probably that kid's parent or guardian, and just got it in her mind Drunk that that person was a pedophile. That literally crashed into that car in the name of you know, rescuing her from the cabal. I mean, like a lot of these other cases are only slightly like escalated, like t- had a little more time to kind yeah, of she form. assaulted people with a vehicle. She just, she just went, she, it was just quicker for her. Mm. Well, <laughs> just things tend to happen faster. that way when you're fucking hammered <laughs> and driving. God. One man from Boston named Alpalus Sliman. Wow. Packed his wife and their five children ages eight months, one year's, Two, one year, two years, five years, and 13 into his car and drove erratically away from their home. Oh, this his wife so actually jumped from the car to get help. Oh, my God. And he engaged police in a 20-mile car chase while also live streaming from the car. With all his, his children. In there. With all of his kids in there. On the stream, he goes off saying, Donald Trump, I need a miracle or something. And QAnon, help me. QAnon, help me. While his children screamed, we don't want to die from the backseat. Not, oh my not God. because of QAnon, but or because they were afraid of their dad. Yeah. He told his kids that the police were chasing them so that they could abduct and traffic them and possibly kill them. And when his older child refuted this, uh, he accused her and her mother of being part of the plot. The woman who leapt from the vehicle to get, the, help. To get help. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. No. Fortunately... I mean, unfortunately, he crashed and was apprehended. But fortunately, all of his children were unharmed. That's a fucking he, he probably miracle. Like, yeah, I mean, he probably hit like a telephone pole. That, that could have been an unimaginable tragedy. Died. He could have killed his wife and all of his fucking children because of this delusion that people. he has. And last yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Anybody that he had that he hit along the way. And I mean, it's the just, trauma that he inflicted on all of his kids. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh I, it, it, it's just like beyond 
anything I have ever experienced in my lifetime watching all this QAnon shit go down. I hadn't and heard about a lot of these quote unquote smaller cases. Mm-hmm. I think because it this happens is horrible. a lot. It's it's frequent. This this is a handful yeah. from this huge list that I found from The Guardian where I like I was like, well, fuck, I could go on for t- six pages of shit that fuck. like deep QAnon conspiracy theorists have done. It's it's like it, it just goes on and on forever. And obviously the attack on the Capitol on January 6th was also largely fueled by QAnon bullshit. All of this should serve as a reminder of how, like, our right-wing uncles who dabble in Q might seem like benign morons, but when this ideology is digested and redistributed and normalized to the level that something like QAnon has become, it just isn't fucking benign anymore. People literally die, mm-hmm. and there are absolutely profiteering mm-hmm. capitalist individuals like the literal person who claims to be Q, who faked all of this from the beginning, that just did it to get money for his website. I Like, it's so fucking pathetic. It's and really stupid, pathetic. And people are dying over it. Mm-hmm. I read, and it's not even fucking real. No, it's fucking absurd. It's so surreal. Uh, I read, I think in the New York Times uh, this past week, that Donald Trump has raised like $82 million off of the... For his election, re-election. the election was rigged, quote, mm-hmm. you know, big lie. Mm-hmm. And not a single penny of that money went towards paying for any of their like election recount or lawsuit oh, no. services. His, it's, per, it's personal money. It's just yep. money that he can use in a pack to, to hang out wants. at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. yeah, it's like cash in his pocket, essentially. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's fucking it. Mm hmm. You are, if like, I know that we are speaking into a huge bubble as we typically Kind are. of, but we do get emails from a lot of folks who are like, hey, I live in a really small town, say, or I live with a family that is very much of on the opposite end politically, mm-hmm. and I feel very alone and isolated, and like, I can't talk about my more liberal beliefs with anybody in my life, and I like mm-hmm. listen to the podcast to try to like, not feel crazy and alone mm-hmm. you know like we do have a lot of listeners like that too and we have a lot of listeners who are you know more like moderate mm-hmm. or like you know believe in some conservative things but not fucking crazy things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like that's fine we don't have to agree 100 the three of us don't agree 100 on everything mm-hmm. politically no but it's just like how things like anti-Semitism, white supremacy thrive in the quiet places where we choose to be comfortable rather than saying, hey, that's not okay. We can't be speaking and thinking like that because it snowballs and that's where things become dangerous. Like, that's where conspiracy theories like this fucking thrive where you're like, oh, that person's... that person's a loon. They think they believe in Q, like whatever. They're go stalk your bunker. Okay, cool. But that person is engaging in conversations that are widespread in spaces that you're not in mm-hmm. and absolutely contributing mm-hmm. to the co- the continuation of this ideation. And it it's it's fucking horrifying and violent and dangerous. So mm-hmm. even if it's just one voice, your voice at like the dinner table. 
challenging these people. Mm-hmm. But maybe that also, maybe that will be something that makes a little bit of a difference. Maybe and I don't mean like attacking people. Right. I mean you have to be willing to be patient and come from a place of grace and, and engage in conversation because and actually confront confronting these people is not the way to right. Well, and a confrontation though is doesn't always have to be aggressive or like argumentative. Right. I feel like if someone close to you that maybe you love or that might love you or is part of your family or whatever is engaging in this kind of ideation. It is our responsibility to have conversations, constructive, concerned Mm -hmm. conversations with those individuals that are like, hey, I'm worried about you. Here's why. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm concerned about where you're getting some of your information. I want you to be informed. You're entitled to have your opinion. However, it does become dangerous when X, Y, Z like, would you be willing to talk to me about this? And can I share some resources with you? Or to or to say, like, okay, what makes you trust believe this this re- well what makes you trust this resource where you got this information because mm. personally the way that i evaluate a resource where i get information is um you know populated by like actual journalists career mm-hmm. journalists who have done this for a living and not just pundits but like career journalists could this mm-hmm. be paid content right, right right has this been subject to like peer review if it's a study mm-hmm. What is like the source of the study? Is it like an actual academic institution or is it just mm. a, a is, think tank? A think tank. And if it is a think tank, like what kind of think tank is it? Because anything can be called. If we could, we, the three of us, could start a think tank. I mean, we did. It would be, <laughs> a, it would be right. a fucking mess. Right, right. I like what Scott's mom says when she, basically, when Trump first got elected or whenever we were talking about how to talk about political things with our loved ones when it, mm-hmm. like, our ideologies were vastly disparate. And she mm-hmm. said, always start out with, help me to understand X, Y, Z. And to come at it with, like, a really neutral, inquisitive, like, you sit back and listen to them. Mm-hmm. But also, like, like I said before, confronting, being confrontational, being argumentative, being self-righteous, that will only cause people to dig in their heels further. There are an awful lot of articles that mm-hmm. have input from psychologists mm-hmm. about how to successfully try to bring your loved ones back from the brink right. if they are a, a staunch follower I mean, of some it's bullshit honestly like you are. Like, it's closer to an intervention than it is yeah. a, a conversation at the dinner well, table. Yeah. And we also it have takes to, a lot of tact, is what I'm we saying. We also have to let go of the like very you know, Western cultural idea of instant gratification. And if I can't get you to agree with me right now, then like, fuck you, fuck this, fuck everything. Mm-hmm. Like, just like dismantling white supremacy, just like dismantling anti-Semitism, any of these things that are our responsibility as white people to dismantle, it is a whole lifelong fucking process mm-hmm. of like slowly, graciously learning as we go and continuing to have these conversations. And you may not see dramatic results in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you don't do it because it's also our responsibility, whether or not we're having children, to ensure that the next generation growing up on this planet that we're going to leave is not continuing to do this shit mm-hmm. and like continuing to perpetuate these cycles of violence. And we're not necessarily, like I said, going to see that all change overnight. It's just not fucking possible. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that we just like give up on it entirely and walk away from those conversations because they make us feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. 
You know? It's why so, a big part of like what Zach did as a middle school teacher and now as a principal is like media literacy mm-hmm. and like awareness and like checking sources and, and yes, like there's like give them the tools to figure it right. out. We had a unit yeah. on that in my English class in high school on mm-hmm. on checking it our sources and bi- fucking biased required. sources. But mm-hmm. that made such a huge difference even when I got to college and beyond and things like that. It's the things that you know, the internet is fairly new and it's only mm-hmm. going to get bigger and more complex as generations go on. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it is so important to be really critical of the information that you're consuming. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. tantamount. And not like just on the internet, but also on like podcasts. Cause like we said, mm-hmm. we can say whatever the fuck we want on here. Right. And if yeah. they Facebook, listen, Twitter, Facebook, fucking yeah. anything. And we do list our sources and every once in a while it's like, here's a listicle. Yeah. yeah, of this dumb yeah. shit. Like Sometimes. we 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 know I where our obstacle. I do too. We know where our burden of responsibility lies. It's zero. We're entertainers, mm-hmm. but we're still at least gonna do the courtesy of going. Here's our website. Here's where we found all this mm-hmm. information, so that you know you know where we're getting this mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, and to, you know, take it all with a grain of salt. We're not like Kenya said. We're not all gonna agree, yeah. mm-hmm. but. And we're ranting at this point. So I know. I know. Just please, God, get talk space. And please, God, don't believe in QAnon. Please, God. Please, please, please. And get vaccinated. Okay. Okay, love you. We did it. Thank you, (laughs) Tina Dalton. And God bless your friend. Gone way too soon. So Mm -hmm. toast to Krista. And also toast to Tina. And thank you so much for bringing us this really, really interesting and complex topic. Holy shit. Cheers to you. Cheers. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kala Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Editing by Jonathan Camp. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have questions, answers, or recommendations to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It is the best way to spread the word. If you'd like to show your support and get a shout out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers. (laughs) 